0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Erica here with the Work of Art podcast. I'm excited to be back on here this week. I want to go ahead and jump right into this and then encourage you to go back and listen to some of the previous podcasts. If you have not done that yet, please do so. Um, Two of the last ones I've done, I think can help you tremendously. Last one I did was seven daily steps to transform your life. If you haven't listened to that, go check that out. And then previous to that, eight steps to start your health and fitness journey. Um, And those can benefit you and help you a lot. And then if you know some of that stuff or you think you do, they're excellent reminders because we all also need to be reminded, right? I mean, always. But I want to jump into this today, being that we are in September and I want to talk about, you know, how to finish the year strong. I'm big on um, going into the year already in motion to the things you want to see. Not I'm not a New Year's um, setting goals kind of person. I like to do stuff on like a birthday I think that's a good time because for your life, it's, it's good to look back where you've been, what you accomplished now, what you want to see in this next year. So what I want to talk to you about today, um, are the four steps, the four things that you'll need uh, to finish the year strong. All right. Because I want to see you walking in God's best for your life. I want to see you stepping into everything that God has for you. And a lot of times, you know, those, those, those what I call simple things, uh, get overlooked. Some, a lot of times I find that people are going so far, uh, how do I say this without it sounding bad to the, it's, it's going to be spiritual because we are, and we'll talk about that today, but to just so spiritual about everything that there's not like action day-to-day, actual like action that you need to do daily using your brain that God gave you, okay? So we're gonna talk about that today and please take notes if you can and don't miss this because I really, really, really wanna help you. So number one, number one is to set goals. You need to, you have to, you must set goals. Think of it like this. If you do not have a goal in place, to, how are you going to know where you're headed? Have you ever heard that before? I know I've probably said it on here a few times. A goal without a plan is just a wish. You know, what are you aiming for? If you have no target in mind, you know, when I sit down with clients, because I'm a personal trainer, we, we go over goals. And then my job is part of what their investment is for me is mapping out a plan to reach those goals. That, you know, there's practical steps that you need to get in the habit of taking in every area of life. If you're someone who you know, I don't know why I keep feeling to go back to this. So I'll just go with this, but you know, you got a word or you're like, okay, this was promised. This was said. And now you're just sitting back waiting for something to happen. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. And that's how you're going to miss things in your life and and, and not be where you're supposed to be. So you must, you must set goals. And in setting goals, again, it, it, it gives you a a direction. (laughs) You need direction. You need to, you know, to know where you're headed. So one of the things I learned many, many years ago, with setting goals and you can keep this very simple they teach this in business we apply this in fitness you can use it in every area of life always remember this it's very simple set smart goals s-m-a-r-t smart goals and i'm gonna go over this quickly so s and smart the s being specific your goals need to be very specific if it is your weight loss and fitness goals if it's your ministry goals if it's your financial goals if it's your business goals be very specific next is measurable Measurable, give yourself something that it will challenge you, but it can be done. Okay, a measurable goal. And look, that can go big when you, you know, speaking of being spiritual and knowing the Lord and walking with Him, we we go big because we know it's not us in our own strength. Our help comes from the Lord, right? So we come alongside, He comes alongside us. And so much more can happen when we put our faith in Him, but it does require action on our part. So you want to set measurable goals. I say you should put that, um, with where your faith's at as far as if someone were to ask me "Well, what's measurable where's your faith at um that's something to think about and i'll tell you this if if um to kind of look at the fitness side for a second if you're someone and this is why i say you need to invest in a professional because it will help you if you're trying to set your own fitness goals don't set goals that are just going to discourage you okay they need to be attainable which is the next word that i'm going for sma a attainable they need to be attainable something that can be done but again you got to think about it this way attainable as in let, let's say it like this because here's what i think if there's anyone because this just came to me it's funny i was not thinking about any of this in my notes but now i'm thinking about this um when we say attainable do not if you're someone who knows the lord and you know you move by faith you're saying well how could you list a goal that's attainable listen if you're putting in the effort and you're making a plan god's gonna come alongside that thing he can breathe on and give him something to work with so again i would say that's where you set your faith but again be realistic so i'm getting ahead of myself here so it's specific measurable attainable realistic and timely so if you take a sheet of paper down And you set goals. That's how you do it. Write out smart. So you've got specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And that is your starting point. That is your starting point always to set goals and setting goals in every single area. And you keep it simple. It doesn't have to be, it's not a complicated thing because once you start doing that, you'll begin to brainstorm and then it it, it makes everything so much easier. I promise you. And again, you're giving the Lord something to breathe upon rather than just sitting there thinking things are going to happen without you doing anything because that's not how it works. Number two, create a plan. Like I said earlier, a goal without a plan is a wish. So to get somewhere, you need to know where you're headed and how you're going to get there. So number one, we've set our goals, right? We've set our goals. We've been very specific with it. They're measurable. It's attainable. It's realistic and they're timely. So now based upon that, we create a plan. Okay, what is our plan? What is our plan? How are we going to go about taking action? And you create a plan. That is what I do when I sit down and meet with clients. I create a plan for them so i I find out what their goals are i see where our starting point is i look at their schedules i look at their lifestyle i look at everything that's going on and then i come in and based upon those things create a plan all right because that's how you're going to know how to take on each day how to take on each week and how to take on each month because you have a plan in place and that keeps you very solid and on point i mean and again those things can change be okay with them changing but you're doing your part. You're doing your part. You're giving God something to work with. You know, each week I have a plan for work. I know what I'm going to do for work every day. I have my things listed out. I come in ready for the week. I even, let me look right here. I even write down, um, I always have a to-do list. I have a call list. I keep an email list, um, things to purchase and pay list. And then I set down, we, I put down weekly goals. Um, I do that every week. I do that for each month and then I break it down week by week. And then that way I know what I'm looking at for the week, you know, and then that gives, I just believe it's its just like, the it's the easiest way to set yourself up for success. Like I'm literally never gonna come on here and have some new thing that you've never heard before. No, what I'm gonna always talk about is consistency. It's literally learning how to implement these simple steps every single day. In every single area, you know, don't, don't skip these things or think, or think these things don't matter, you know, because they do. And once you get this down, you will naturally do that day to day. You'll naturally do that every single day without even having to think about it. So once a plan's created, then someone knows how to move. So then what do you do? Number three is you execute the plan. So once your plan's in place, you've got to take action and you got to be and stay in motion, right? You got to stay in motion. You got to be moving to get somewhere. So you execute that plan. So each day that you get up, you're doing something that's going to get you closer to whatever that goal is. Okay. So whatever that is you're planning for, I'm going to use fitness a lot, a lot as an example, cause that's, that's what I do on a daily basis, but whatever it is, if it's, if it's something in your business that you're that you're working toward. If you're working toward getting a location or you're working toward your business is really expanding so you're preparing for growth and you've got to make some changes. Ask yourself every single day, am I executing the plan when you, at the end of your day, look back and say, did I do things today to get me closer to where I want to be by the end of this year? And ask yourself that in every single area, in every single area. And number four, the final point today, is be consistent. I'm sure I've already said that a few times, but be consistent. Nothing can be accomplished without consistency because consistency is key. That is key. You have to follow all those other things I just said with consistency, because if you don't, they won't happen, right? So just like someone can meet with me and we set goals and then I create a plan and then they begin to execute the plan, right? Well, guess what? Then they start to fall off and then they're not doing it. They might do it one day here, another week there. Now they're down to maybe once a month. Well, guess what? You were not consistent. You're leaving out step number four. So therefore you are not going to get to where you're headed. And even if you do, it's going to take forever, right? So a lot of times people think, and I've been guilty of this in the past with other things thinking, Oh my gosh you know poor me why am i why is this going on why is this happening why is this taking so long but really really you need to look in the mirror and take inventory because the problem isn't anything but maybe you and what you're doing come on nobody likes to hear that nobody likes to say that so you got to take inventory on where you're at with what you're doing so think about it like this planning and preparing is the key that's key but think, think of, and I've said this, I know I said, I feel like I said this recently on one of the teachings, think of getting on the road with no map, right? And no map, and no destination in mind. You might have a destination in mind, but you got no, you don't know how to get there. So there'd be what, what would you have a lot of wasted time? You'd end up in places that you were never supposed to go. How often can any of us say we've done that before, man, I look back and you know, that probably shouldn't happen or I wasn't supposed to be there. Well, why is that? Think about that. Take a hard look at your personal spiritual and physical life and you got to be intentional in every single area and you can finish this year strong. And that's how you do it. You can keep yourself in every church meeting where you're hearing what the word is this year. And it is the year of breakthroughs and turnarounds. And it's, it's very, uh, a very significant time, right? As some of you may know for women in business and in ministry and all this, and all these things can be true, but if you aren't doing your part, how do you think that's going to come to pass in your life? How, how, how do you think that's going to work? How, how is that going to work? How, how would, and I'll just give the analogy I always do. How is someone going to reach their fitness goals if they're not following their exercise plan? If they're not eating properly, if they're not working out, if they're not doing those things they need to do on a consistent basis, guess what? It's not going to happen and it's no different in any other area of your life. So I come here today to teach this, to encourage you, not to shoot you down, not for you to say, man, well, I just haven't kept up nothing. There's no point in me doing this. You know, I don't know how I'm going to do this. No, this is for you to say, wait a second, I can do this. I can do this. What's today? September 13th. You have plenty of time between now and the end of the year to see significant change in whatever area you desire to see that change in your life plenty of time and you start by doing the things i listed today i'm gonna go over those four steps one more time number one set goals and remember smart keep that in your mind that will just make it easy anytime you're sitting down to write out what you need to do remember smart specific measurable attainable realistic and timely number two create a plan number three execute the plan and number four be consistent And if I don't say nothing else ever, I will always just say, be consistent because consistency is key. Someone can be great at something or something can be so wonderful. But if it's only happening, you know, once a month or or hardly ever, nothing's going to come of it. Nothing's going to come of it, you know, and don't grow weary. I have to add that in there. Don't grow weary in well-doing because in due season you shall reap if you faint not. That's the word of God. You know, and then I always, this is my thing. Anytime you feel tempted to just grow weary and to just fall off and say, forget it. Let me ask you a question. What else is there? Like, what else is there? There's, there's nothing else out there. So just always just be in pursuit of of the Lord number one and those the, the things you have set before you to do and stay focused. You cannot get distracted because with distraction comes deception and that's how people get taken out. And then if you think you were frustrated before with how slow things were moving, well, my goodness, it's not going to get any better when you decide to take that route. I can promise you that. So don't do it. Don't do it. I know sometimes you might get frustrated. I know sometimes you might feel impatient and you just want to quit and you feel like things aren't going your way. That's what the devil wants you to think. But when you put these four things in place, you're not going to fail. You're not going to fail. And if, if you begin to grow weary, confess the word of God, always have scripture to stand on because that's what's going to carry you. Confess those things. Confess those things. I know I talked I had to have talked about that in one of the last podcasts, I think is like what we're saying, what we're saying is so important. That's been the biggest game changer for my life. You know, there are people that are, are close to me and they, they've known of some things that have been going on in just some difficult situations and then they don't understand like, um, how, how are you happy? Like, is that just fake? Is that just what it like people? And this is more so coming from um, people who don't necessarily know the, the Lord in that way or understand the joy or any of that. And I'm like, you know, because I, I, I keep my eyes on Jesus, like it, it makes things a whole heck of a lot easier. And that's not like phony. That's not fake or being weird. It's, it's real that's our portion. We have access to that every single day. Stay focused. Stay focused because with distraction will come deception and then that's where you'll get taken out. Don't allow yourself to go down that road. And if you're someone who's listening to this and you have and you feel like, oh my gosh, I I can relate to everything she's saying. I get it, but I I took a bad turn. I, I fell back into sin or I'm doing things I know I shouldn't be doing. Well, guess what? It's not too late. Let, let, let today be the day that you say, no, what? no, I'm turning my back on sin. I'm turning my back on the things of this world and I'm turning to Jesus. And you repent and turn from those things. Ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins. Ask him into your heart and then he'll help you. But your part is to walk these things out every single day. Cut the excuses. Another thing I say all the time, cut the excuses. It's a waste of your energy, your breath, your time. It's a bunch of crap don't do it don't make excuses it's not going to help you if you're going to say anything speak the word and if you can't say that don't say nothing else if it's not anything that's getting you toward where you're headed don't let it come out of your mouth don't let it come out of your mouth and and i really um that's something with myself i started focusing on more and more i had to step back and take inventory on what's coming out of my mouth what am i saying what am i saying and I, i posted something today that I just thought of. I said, get really good at doing what you don't feel like doing. And then I just said, exercise is an excellent area to learn how to gain discipline that impacts all areas of your life. But if you can nail that down, which goes hand in hand with being consistent, I'm telling you, you will be unstoppable. You'll be set apart. You'll be set apart. And I don't know about you, but that's the desire. That's my desire is to be set apart to be used by God. Well, what else is there to do in these last days, you guys? Set yourself up to be used of him. Keep yourself pure and holy and focused on what it is you're to do. And I'm telling you, your whole life will completely transform, completely. You gotta take inventory on what you're letting in your life. You know, what kind of people are you letting in your life? Is, is, is are, excuse me, the people around you helping you get closer to where you wanna go or is it pulling you away? One easy way to look at it is, are the people I have close in my life, you know, keeping me closer to God or pulling me away from the things of God, helping me toward my goals or keeping me from my goals? Because I can promise you, if you've had a word from the Lord and you know deep down in your heart things that you're supposed to do for him and for the kingdom of God before he comes back and you're around things or people that are taking you away from that and you've turned from that, you, my friend, are off track and you need to refocus and turn from those things and turn back to the Lord. And it is not too late. He can redeem the time. Don't even think about all that because the enemy will come in and lie to you like that. Don't even entertain any lie of hell. You focus on Jesus and keep yourself in that word. And just like I said, break it down. And I'll close with this, break it down and, and keep it as simple as saying, number one, I'm gonna set goals. I'm gonna create a plan. I'm gonna execute the plan and I'm gonna be consistent. And I promise you when you do it, and it is that simple. When you do that, you will begin to see things in your life completely transform. But here's the key. You have to do that on a daily basis, okay? You have to do that on a daily basis. And and that's that's just how it's done. I mean, I can't, like I said, there's no there's no new special thing. I'm not going to come on and say, you guys, I've got the key. You've never heard this. And this is the best thing out Nah, This is actually this simple. And the Lord told me a few years ago, to go back to the basics, because so many people have pulled away from that. And so many people are kind of trying to come up with like the next best thing and all this. You guys, there is no next best thing. It's this stuff works. It's the simplicity of a thing. And people are using, I almost think that's being used as an excuse. You know, no, It's as simple as reading the word. It's as simple as standing on scripture. It's as simple as confessing his word. And it's as simple as staying consistent every single day. And I know you can do this. I know you can do it. I want you to start with that today. So if that's not something you've done, I want you to sit down today and think about now. It's September 13th into the end of the year. What do you wanna see take place in your life? And think big, go big, don't go small. Cause we serve, we serve a big God. So you're not in this by yourself. He's helping you. Even if you think you're by yourself, you're not. Trust me, you're not. You sit down, you set goals for between now to the end of this year. You create a plan for those goals. You execute that plan. You start as soon as tomorrow, each day. Okay, what am I going to do today to get me closer to that goal? And then you're going to remain consistent. You're going to stay consistent. Come on, you can do this. Get that done today and watch what the Lord will do. Give him something, give him something to breathe on and watch him move in your life come on. Amen. I want to see you guys thrive. I want to see you stepping into everything that God has for you because each and every one of you are needed. Every single person is needed and there's people that need what you have. Okay. So stay focused, stay consistent, you guys. And thank you all for listening. And I'll be back on here next week. Hey guys what's up it's erica here with the work of art podcast and i'm excited to hop on here today to talk to you a little bit about health and fitness specifically kind of staying on that topic and what i want to start off with today is just kind of addressing some questions i've had lately in fact a lot of questions i've had lately on you know how do i get started and then how do i how do i see and get results you know i'm asked that a lot and i think many people have that question, right? Even if this is something, even if, you know, exercise is something that you've done for a long time. I don't want to take too much time on this, but I do, I want to go ahead and dive into this and get started and and really hope I uh, answer a lot of the questions that you guys have. And if you listen to this and you may think of other questions, feel free to, you can message me on social media through Instagram at Work of Art Fitness or um, shoot me an email at train, T-R-A-I-N at workofartfitness.org and I would be more than happy to answer your questions and then just incorporate them too in the podcast because it is helpful to do that. So let's just go ahead and just dive into this, you guys. So one of the things I like to start with when I'm asked this question is what not to do, okay? Because it's just as important to know what not to do, right, when you're wanting to get started and reach your goals as opposed to knowing what to do. So I wanna start there. So number one, do not, do not compare yourself to others. Do not compare your your results, your progress, or anything to someone else. First of all, you don't know where someone's starting point is. You don't know where they're at in their journey. And a lot of times things are so opposite of what they seem in the first place. So never ever ever get wrapped up in that, you know, and never get, and it's easy for anybody to do, stuck on like the Instagram stuff where you're looking at folks. And comparing, and let me tell you this, just from being in this industry, I have friends that have done, you know, fitness modeling shows and all that stuff. Those pictures you're seeing of them, where they're at their actual like best, you know what I mean? They actually do a lot of cutting um, in the their nutrition and cutting of their weight prior to like photo shoots, shows, and stuff like that. So that's not their normal everyday look. So just kind of getting an idea of like when you're looking at those things, like that's not normal anyway. So that's not what we're shooting for. The goal is always to be at your best, where you are feeling your best and doing what your body needs, all right? So that's the first thing is don't compare yourself to others. Number two, and this is big, please, please, please hear me on this because there's way too much of this and it's got to stop and it's a huge pet peeve of mine. Stop restricting your food and skipping meals. Unless the Lord told you to specifically fast, you need to be eating, okay? And I'm gonna need you to remember that. You need to be eating. Do you know oftentimes, many times, people do not get results because they're not eating enough. Okay and one thing I'll go ahead and tie in with this I might bring up again later um, is eating enough protein. Ideally it's great to eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight okay but I don't expect people to go from zero of like not even keeping up with it all the way to that because that's a lot. I don't even necessarily shoot to hit that for myself. I get over 100 grams a day so what I recommend that people do is um, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and tell you the stuff to do because I'm tying that in now. So go ahead and make sure you're taking notes and, and pay attention to all this. So what I recommend that people do is go ahead and, and track where you're at. Get an idea for like when you're when you're eating now, kind of go through and go, okay, how much protein did I have today? And that'll generally give you an idea of what you're having. If you eat a lot of similar stuff day to day, that'll help you. And then you build from there. Um, shoot for 100 grams. though. that's a great target before you even think about hitting that like one gram of of protein per pound of body weight because it does matter how much you're exercising and stuff in combination with that. But when you eat protein, it does keep you fuller longer. It helps you to build muscle. It sustains muscle that you have already built. And it also helps you burn calories even as you sleep. Like I said, it takes your body longer to break that down, boosts your metabolism. There's a lot of benefits to that. But generally, it is very hard for me to help folks that do drastic, crazy diets, get results. I can give them great workouts and, and, and great programs. But at the end of the day, that nutrition is such a big component that when you're restricting your body like that, I'm limited on how I can help you in all honesty. So you have to eat, you have to eat. I cannot say that enough. Like, Oh my gosh, it drives me nuts. Like how people aren't eating. So it's extremely important. Okay. Making sure you're eating enough. Um, I don't recommend using weight loss supplements. I'm not a fan of that at all. Don't think I ever will be a fan of that. Do you know, I'll tell you this, and this isn't, you don't have to do this, okay? I'm just giving you an example of what I do. I don't really use supplements, period. Um, I just don't. Like, I I don't even do pre-workouts. I'm not saying it's bad. A lot of my clients do. Um, People like to do that, but I just, I'm telling you guys, this stuff is way more simple than what you actually, than, than what people actually realize is basic y'all it's basic like for real it is nothing no new thing that oh this is this is the way it's like it's like so basic um when you focus on eating proper food eating good food eating whole food getting enough protein drinking enough water okay when you're doing those things and by the way if you're already not drinking a lot of water let me throw this in really quick don't try to go drink a gallon of water when you're not even doing that much to begin with that's crazy and you're not going to feel great be mindful of how much you have a day and again build from there and keep it on you during the day. I would probably never drink water if I did not carry it with me all day long, okay? So keep it with you. Start at like, you know, 100 ounces if you can. I mean, just start somewhere. Start with 80. If you're only drinking 30, jump to 60. Then do 80, then do 100. Like, be realistic in your goal setting because that's so often why people, and just follow me here because I'm jumping all over the place because I get excited about this stuff. So many people don't reach goals because they're not setting a realistic goal to where they can build upon to set more so um think about that but yeah when you're when i don't use a ton of supplements i mean i i have protein shakes and i'll do like a multivitamin and stuff but i don't do anything outside of that like now if you are, have a deficiency in an area yes supplement that um because some people do and that's important i'm not saying don't do it but all of that honestly it's not necessary it's, it's really not um another problem something you want to stay away from and this is a problem for some people is overtraining and skipping rest days Um, I could almost be guilty of skipping rest days personally because I enjoy working out so much it's hard to say okay take the day off Um, but that in the rest um, that's where your body can repair and recover and therefore change in the way that you desire for it to train Um, again Things are basic. It does, exercise does not have to be this crazy, time-consuming, intense thing, unless you like that style of working out. That is simply a preference, it's not necessary. Um, So just FYI, so say if you ever see some of my videos of of certain ways that I'm training or lifting, and you might be like, God, that's a lot, I don't wanna do all that. Guess what, you don't have to. Okay, I enjoy some of it sometimes from being an athlete the majority of my life. I love a challenge, a challenge drives me, I like to be pushed which is why I like to do that stuff periodically, but I don't work out like that all the time, okay? And you absolutely don't have to. You can really learn how to do basic movements and and feel amazing and get lasting change just from that. So um, make it a priority to rest so you can recover properly and your body will thank you and your body will respond to that. The fifth thing I wanna tell you not to do is don't just use a scale to measure your progress, okay? This is a big one, so you listen. You, the scale is going to fluctuate for a lot of different reasons, and as your body's changing, there can be major things happening. Um, your body fat can be going down. You can be building muscle, and you're losing inches, and the scale is not actually moving a whole lot, and that's okay. So I never really pay a ton of attention to the scale with a client unless we've got to lose a significant amount of weight, and by a significant amount I mean fifty plus. 50 pounds, 70, 100, we're up in that range. Otherwise, I'm paying attention to waist measurement and body fat percentage. Waist measurement is extremely important because the belly fat directly affects your heart health, okay? And so that's where you really wanna pay attention. You can have a tape measure for yourself and keep track of that measurement. For men, you need to be under 40 inches. And for women, you need to stay under 35. Um, Again, just to be mindful of your heart health because that is very, very, very important. And as your body changes, listen, I've, I've lifted a lot over the years and I remember some of my teammates that like, I played ball with, these girls were like, just jacked. And I mean that as a compliment, like just ripped up, like they like to be, you know, and I used to like to have more muscle too and be more cut up and it weighs. And we would, you know, be weighing in the, you know, a lot of us would stay around high 140s and the 150s, but you're wearing a size four pants. You know, so you can't necessarily equate the weight to the size of clothes you wear. It's how is that weight distributed? Um, it looks very different, you know. The muscle weighs and, and, and you know, fat takes up more space. So there's different ways to, to see all of this. So don't get so stuck on a number. I like to ask people what their goals are, but then I kind of chime in and give people a more realistic way to look at things in a more healthy perspective because you don't want to get an unhealthy perspective Um, and unhealthy habits in the pursuit of becoming a healthier you, okay? Because that can easily happen as well. And I don't want to see that happen. Um, So those are key things you want to remember. So those five five things. Don't compare your results to others. Don't compare yourself to others ever. Don't restrict food or skip meals. Don't use weight loss supplements in extreme ways to lose weight. Because that actually does long-term damage, by the way, too. Don't overtrain and skip rest days. And don't use the scale to measure your progress. And if you could even nail down those what not to do, you'll be amazed at what progress you'll see just by knowing what you shouldn't do. Um, And I was thinking about that when I was putting this stuff together. I said, you know, oftentimes people need to know what not to do. Right? So now as I come alongside and say, okay, this is what you don't do. Now you want to say, what do I do? So I'm going to give you three tips just to start and I'll build upon this in future podcasts. I just kind of want to see the feedback from this first. I'm to see what you guys are interested in learning because I could talk about exercise and fitness for days. Now, one of the things, number one, and a lot of you probably know I'm going to say this because this is why I've done this for so long um, and, and been in this career for so long is it, it should be number one, a priority in your life to invest in personal training. You should take the time and the money and the effort to invest in a personal trainer. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to look like, you know, you're going to a gym meeting with somebody like myself. I know people offer different options. I I do, I've done in person for years. I do virtual one-on-one training sessions. And then I create online programs where I'm meeting with people once a month, that's accountability and follow-up, and then I'm creating a program specifically for you to run with. And those are great, that helps people tremendously. And here's why you need to make that investment. When you invest in a good personal training, you're investing in yourself, you're investing in your future, right? It's like investing in a retirement plan, like what am I gonna get out of this? You're gonna get quality years added to your life. You know, people come to me and there's things they realize day to day they're not able to do anymore. I have people that are older in age who are now grandparents who are like, they freak them out whenever they went to sit on the floor and couldn't get back up. They're like, man, I can't even comfortably sit in the floor and play with my grandkids. Like, this is a problem. Help. Like, I need you to help me. Or people getting up and down from a chair. Uh, people getting in a lower car, like a car lower to the ground and then trying to get out. Um, things like that. You know, picking up groceries. Um, if you drop something, picking it up, carrying stuff upstairs. Uh, putting stuff in the luggage compartment on an airplane. I mean, outside stuff you enjoy, like say you love to garden and then you're like, man, I can't even get out and get in the garden anymore because of the pain it causes. Okay. So these are the kinds of things I hear in consultations. And so my job is to come in and help someone and, and create a plan specifically for what they need. And, and it's so key to know what you need, right? Never go into a gym and look around and even look at people that seem pretty fit and try to copy what they do. First of all, you don't know if they're doing it correctly. You don't need to injure yourself and it might not be for you or you're not yet ready to do that, right? There's ways to build, okay? You should always progress. So I'm big on creating a foundation because a lot of this too, when you're making the investment, now you're learning the things that you need to correct within your body where there's weaknesses, strengths, um, imbalances, flexibility issues, different things like that within a consultation and certain movements and exercises, I'm able to tell, like where you are with those things, okay? And that's how you design a program to begin with. Also in program design, exercises are not randomly put together there's a, there's a rhyme and a reason for it. It's not, it's, there's a, there's a method behind the madness is what I tell people. Like we don't, there, there is something to program design and it very much matters. And so you're in I mean, that is just quality. Like it's invaluable, you know? And so I tell people, you got to do that for yourself. And it is a game changer. I'd always say, give it a shot and you'll be so glad you did because that's something that you can carry with you for a lifetime. So investing in your health and fitness, investing in a personal trainer, number one. Number two, um, I would encourage you to go walking daily or at least four to five days a week. Um, I tell people, if you're not walking at all yet, start with three days, that's realistic. 15, 20 minutes at a time. Um, Whether you can either time it and say, I wanna go walk for 20 minutes or in your mind, have a set um, distance. You could say, okay, I wanna do a mile or I wanna walk two miles. But that needs to be a norm in what, in your day to day 100% and it's not I've heard people say oh I don't need to do that like I I move around a lot for my job and I I walk a lot it's not the same thing you need to be up doing an intentional consistent movement for an extended amount of time for that to become cardiovascular okay for that to even improve your cardiovascular health and that's what we want to do here your heart health that is your most important muscle okay And there are tremendous benefits in walking, which is why there's something I'm launching within the next month that I'm super excited about. Um, That's just a little hint. I can't get into that yet. I'm not gonna tell you guys yet, but um, because that in and of itself is so very important. Okay, so that is huge. Okay, number three, incorporating basic movements in each week, in your week, in your schedule. So what I mean by that, now that can kind of tie back to number one, Investing in a trainer. That's how you actually learn what those are But I'm gonna give you a few tips right here. Okay, because I want to I'm here to help you So basic movements would be the things I think it's best for you to learn at this point You need to know how to squat you need to know how to push and you need to know how to pull right? We have basic movements. There's other ones, but I'm starting with these with these three first So gonna give you an example of what that would look like if you're starting with squats say you've never done squats before or you have pain in your knees When you go to squat now, a simple body weight squat would look like just squatting down. You want to get, you don't have to go 90 degrees, but you want to keep your back upright, head up. You go down, keeping your heels pressed into the ground and coming back up. So doing a squat, a body weight squat. Now, everyone can't do that. If you find that you have pain or issues with your knees, I'd encourage you to do a wall sit. That is where you're leaning back on a wall in a seated position and you're going to time it 15 to 20 seconds. All right, and then another option for folks would be sit to stand. You sit on the edge of a chair and just sitting to standing going up and down. Those are three different options because everybody cannot start with a regular squat and some people do not need to um, for different reasons. So adding squats each week into your routine, I'd say go two to three rounds, 10 to 15 reps, okay? How you choose the amount of reps you do, this is how I do it. Um, You should have enough reps to where you feel challenged, but you're able to have proper form for the whole set. You should never compromise your form to get to a certain number of reps, okay? So that's how if you have a when you hear me say well 10 to 15, how do I know? Well, that depends upon how you feel and how that form looks as you're doing the exercises, okay? Another thing, it's important to know how to push when you're doing push-ups. So, we all know most of us I'm sure how to do a regular push-up. Now, oftentimes, listen, your body should always be in a straight line. Um no matter how you're doing them. So one option that's very modified is countertop or wall push-ups. So you're putting your hands against the edge of a counter and you're doing them that way. Or modified on the ground is from your knees. Always make sure you keep your butt down and body still straight, staying in a straight line, even when you're on your knees. Okay, that's important. And doing, and I'd say again, around I keep it around 10 reps, 10 to 15, for the same reason, like I explained before, is how you always judge the reps for an exercise with basic routines. Um And that's very important. Another thing that is key to add in our planks, you can either do those on your forearms or go straight arm. Straight arm will help more with shoulder stability and strengthening triceps, which is the back of the arms that a lot of people complain about, especially as they get older. So straight arm can do that and shoulder. And that's actually an exercise that can strengthen you to improve upon your push-ups. is doing a straight arm plank. So, and again, you can time those 15 to 20 seconds or more, depending on where you're at. Everybody's fitness level's at a different place. And Modified would be holding that position, but on your knees, again, with your hips down, okay? So, basic things right there to start. You know, everybody doesn't need to do lunges. Everybody doesn't need to do certain exercises, but the reason I named those three is because I know right off the bat, nine out of 10 people are going to identify what I'm speaking about. I can name you tons, but you may have no clue what I'm talking about, and that's not going to help you. So that is a great, great, great place to start, okay? So number one, I said making the investment. Number two, adding in the walking. And number three, getting in those basic movements every single week. And you guys, it's that simple. That If anything, please understand, I need you to know, it's not hard and you can do it, like you can do this. And that is my heart's desire, is to get the world moving and to feel better. You can feel better. And so much of that power is actually in your hands. That's what I'm trying to get across to people. So when you hear me constantly say no excuses, no excuses, you can do this, what are you doing? It's coming from that place. Like, because I know that you can, I know that you can. So if you need help, I am here to help you guys. I'm happy to do it. I do complimentary consultations. And then I set you up from there. I have clients all over the United States. Um, It doesn't matter where you live. I even do some Zoom meetings with Zoom meetings with folks in other countries. Look guys, we can make this work when it goes virtual. It gives us so many options and I want to help you and I want to see you step into all that God created you to do because honestly, you are your body is the vehicle. Your body is the vehicle that's going to take you to these places to do what you do and you don't have to feel terrible when you're doing these things. You can actually feel great. You can have energy for your kids in the afternoon. You know, I find that when I get out I get outside and I get my walk in and I get my exercise in. Those are the evenings I feel the best to play with my girls and I have the most energy, okay? So keep that in mind and you just start, just start. There's no perfect time, you just start. Everybody's busy and I think people are getting busier. You just start. It does not have to look a certain way, okay? Um, I love you all, thank you so much for listening to this. I'm gonna come back on here and we'll kinda go further with this and move forward. So come on you guys, get moving today. You got this, you can do this and I'll be back on here next week. Let's go. Hey guys, what's up? It's Erica here with the Work of Art Podcast. I'm excited to be jumping on for a second time this week because I was really um, wanting to share just about my journey through this pregnancy. Um, Having my daughter, Sydney, she will be uh, four months on Friday, which is tomorrow very, very hard to believe. This truly goes by so fast. Any Anybody who has kids, you know, like it goes by super fast. And for me, I also have a daughter who is almost nine. She'll be nine next month. And you know, you look back and you're like, you, you really don't know where the time goes. It like flashes right before your eyes. And I, and I would say um, this time around, I am soaking up every moment. I think as a first time mom, and I was younger then. I was 29. Um, you know, you're just you're in a hurry for things, not in a bad way. You're excited. You're like ready for the first words. You're ready for them to crawl. You're ready for them to walk. And it's almost like you're rushing them through the process. And now I'm not in a hurry for anything. I'm like, and I feel way more confident. And overall, it does feel easier. I dare say. Right, it really, really does. Isn't that crazy? It like for real. It does. It feels easier. So. What I wanted to do today was I really wanted to jump on and take a little bit of time just to help the ladies out today. I want to encourage you as best as I can by sharing my story so far, um, and I just pray it blesses you and, and has an impact and helps you. Um, feel free, if you have any questions after listening to this, you guys, you know you can contact me through email or on my social media accounts, it's Work of Art Fitness on Instagram or um, you can email me through the website. So train, T-R-A-I-N, at workofartfitness.org. And I'm more than happy to hop on there and respond to you because I do those myself. And um, I'd love to hear from you all. So and answer any questions that you all have. So I'm going to go ahead and kind of jump into this. So I had those, some of you may know, back in 2020, I had a miscarriage. Um, that That was hard because... I just didn't expect it like I I, from my experience I don't hear a lot of people talk about it um I think more women go through that than what any of us realize because a lot of people don't say anything about it and for me personally it was kind of hard to process because I'm a very private person so um I I don't know there was nobody there to really help me with any of it either so part of that could be on me for not reaching out right or in and when there's people around you who are aware of what happened, but also don't check on you, that can call, that can do some damage too. So I dealt with a little bit of hurt and and offense, I should say. So my heart at that time was dealing with all kinds of stuff because I was right out. I was three months pregnant and then to go in for a regular checkup and there to be no heartbeat. I don't see. I said I wasn't going to cry on this. <laughs> I don't know how to describe what that felt like. I would never want anybody to go through that. But I'm sure many of you listening to this, unfortunately, from conversations I've had with other ladies since I shared that, you do know. And I know how I prayed when I left that doctor. I know the things. Gosh, I can remember it like yesterday, what I was saying and what I did driving down the road, leaving that doctor's appointment. Oh my goodness, man, the way I was praying, I was crying. I was. There was so much emotion happening. And so from that point, moving forward, it was just hard. And then the interesting thing is like, nobody talks about it. And if I look back, I'm like, well, I didn't want to talk about it. Have you ever been kind of weird like that? It's like, well, nobody was there. Nobody said nothing. It's like, well, Erica, you weren't saying anything. You know what I'm saying? So it's partially a part of that could be on me. Um, But I went through just some hurt in my heart, you know, situations where you reach out to people, you know, and they know what's going on and you get prayer and then nobody ever follow up with you again. And it's our responsibility as believers and as children of God, and it's not easy, you guys, but to work through those times and you are responsible for your heart, right? We cannot harbor unforgiveness and bitterness toward anybody. And it does take much prayer. It can take time. So I kind of walk through that with that situation. So kind of then fast forward to finding out I was pregnant um, last year in July um, because Sydney was born. February 24th of this year of 2022 so kind of bouncing forward to to that so um you know it's so interesting comparing being pregnant at 28 and having Olivia at 29 and then now being 36 I was like oh man what's my body gonna do because obviously with what I do for work I understand the body quite well and I'm like this is interesting I'm kind of curious to see what the difference is gonna be and let me tell you I know every no matter how old you are Every pregnancy can be completely different. And for me, I, I mean, I, you know, I went into Olivia's, you know, super fit. I went into this fairly fit. Um, and what I would encourage you is to always continue to exercise, even if you are pregnant. Uh, I would say, eat, make sure you go for a walk every day, maybe give yourself a day or two off, but you need to be moving every day. Um, I read a post that made me really frustrated the other day. I was going to repost it and make some negative comments. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to leave that alone. I can just address it when I'm on my podcast. So it was one of those different things I started following on Instagram. Um, while I was pregnant and it said something like talking about how it was like BS, for trainers to try to make money off you and tell you, you know, in order to have a good pregnancy, you need to be fit and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, but then if you read what they wrote in the actual post off of the thing, the picture they put, they themselves contradicted that statement by saying how much exercise benefits you. I was like, what was this statement even about? It was more so a bash against like, saying trainers try to make money off of it. It was something really stupid. And I was like, and then they kind of made my point for me. You do need to exercise. It. Does, they're like, your body's made to give birth. It'll just do what it's supposed to do. I don't agree with that. Um, yes, your body's made to do that. But your body's also made to walk. It's made to do different things. But if you don't take care of it, it's not going to do that stuff well. It's our responsibility to take care of our bodies. Do you know you're to steward your body? This is your vehicle that God gave you. And it is your job to steward it. And I get so frustrated a lot of times in the whole Christian world, church world. It's so annoying. I like, I think the most, and look y'all, this is my podcast. So i just let loose on here. I don't even care. I think the most annoying thing I've noticed, um, now having a child, you know, at this time in life is like, Chris, I hate to, to group like, to put in a group like this, but I'm doing like quotations with my fingers. You guys can't see it. But Christian, mo- relig- i almost say Christian moms. Religious moms are the most annoying people on planet Earth. I feel like I've never been so bombarded with the most unusual things. It's like people are so weird. So in your business are so inappropriate. And I'm like, is what I do any of your business? I don't think so. People just flat out ask you how you feed your baby, how you do this, how you do that. And, and everybody's got an opinion about everything. And I'm like, wow, none of these women are going to have any type of impact on the kingdom, unfortunately, because I'm a, I'm a Christian and I love Jesus and I love people. And you even turn me away. I mean, I'm not turning away from the Lord, but it does push you away. I'm like, man, if, if I know the word and know the Lord and the way these people act does that to me, what in the world would it do to an unbeliever? It's just, it's bizarre. But anyways, that's another, that's another thing. I can also do a little side note. I had... I'll never forget it, you guys. Again, I had to deal with some hard stuff, hard issues during that miscarriage, y'all, y'all got no idea. And it took a long time going to the Lord, asking him to help me and like every day, my heart forgiving people and stuff. You know, I had people who turned away from me because how I dealt with that, you know, like the, the choices I made, okay, now what do we do? What's the next step after having a miscarriage? You know, what are your options? um, after that. And it's, um, people are amazing. One minute, people will pray for you. One minute, people will take you out to dinner. And the next minute you don't hear from people again. Um, people are strange. And I hate to say these are also Christian people. And so let me side note here. If you're someone listening to this and whether you're a Christian or if you're not, but you're like, I like what you say, you know, it's, it's, I want to know more about this. Listen, remember that people are people. And don't you dare let the spiritual immaturity of another person number one cause you to be spiritually immature and number two cause you to not pursue the things of god people are flawed people are people you grab a hold of it and have your relationship with jesus and you move forward don't you dare miss heaven because of the ignorance of somebody else don't you do it the devil would just love that love that like that for a christian to cause you to miss it you know what i'm saying and, and who even knows if they're gonna make it. So I'm just saying, like, it, it's you You grow so much when you go through things. It is very eye-opening. It's an opportunity for spiritual growth and spiritual maturity, depending on how you handle stuff. And I was amazed at how everybody has an opinion and feel the, feels the need to speak on it. And I'm talking about stuff that no matter, I'll give an example, like if you have a miscarriage, how you choose to handle that situation, one one they're not like sinful options you know what I mean you have the options to make and people are so disgusting it's not even funny I mean it's it's it's, again and people like that won't have an impact ever so we'll leave that there and move on um so you know I I knew this time around I said you know it'll be cool to see how my body handles this because again every pregnancy is different and with my age I was just curious being 36 I'll be 37 this year in August And so honestly, everything felt good. I was feeling really good. My doctor, who I absolutely love, she's amazing. um, She was like, I remember during my second trimester, trimester, I was bragging about how good I felt. I'm like, this is great. I can't believe how easy it is. She's like, oh, the honeymoon phase. And she was right because by the time I hit third trimester, I was like, I felt like my body stretched as much as it could stretch. I just, cause it's weight gain. Like that's legit how people feel in general when you, when you gain weight, like you're carrying so much more weight. You're like, oh my gosh. And so I was ready to have the baby. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, let's do this. So I was excited when the time came, but I'll tell you like everything else, when you look back, it happens so fast. Um, something just came to me. I was, I just remembered what I wanted to say a while ago that people do that drives me nuts and don't fall into this. When I mention that it's our responsibility to steward our bodies and take care of it please stop blaming the devil if you're told you're diabetic or you got whatever issues during your pregnancy that's a result of how you eat and that is a result of you not exercising so please let's let's be real and let's face our stuff like there are consequences to eating poorly. There are consequences to not exercising. And can we please stop being so dang religious that everything's an attack? It's not an attack of the enemy. Like you just have to like take care of your body. Like it's not an attack of the enemy if your car broke down, but you don't get the oil changed. That's not the enemy attacking you. That's you not taking care and stewarding what you have. And I'm gonna leave it alone because I will go off on that for a very long time because I get so annoyed and frustrated with religious bullcrap. Like, I swear, I hear and see it 24-7, and it's all I can do to, like, keep my mouth shut. As you can tell, that's hard. So that's why I have this platform. I can say whatever I want. So anyways, for those that are still listening, I'll continue. Um, so that's how that's I wanted to touch on that. Um, but during the time, I exercised as normal. Now, what I would say is I do not recommend starting any heavy uh, strength training if you had not done it prior. I do recommend starting exercise, though, if you haven't done it prior, if you have a good trainer. Um, And I'm more than happy to help people or answer any questions if you have any. So because there are a lot of good trainers out there, too. And there's also a lot of bad ones. Uh, So body weight exercises, learning how to move your body properly. There's a ton of stuff you could do. I had it was really cool because for the first time in my career, I was pregnant at the same time as a client. We were within three weeks apart. It was really, really exciting. And I watched her work out up until 38 weeks and she did absolutely amazing. And she said it was the easiest childbirth she's had so far. And she has a lot of children. And it was pretty, and we're around the same age. And it was so exciting. I was like, it was just really cool to see, to see that this is real and this works. And this is someone who did not start working out at all, ever, until I think two years ago. I think that's right. Yeah, I think two years ago now. So. It's, it's huge. It's everything. So yes, walking and learning proper exercises. I would not start some heavy lifting like regimen if you had not been doing that. Now, if that's something you have been doing, for sure, keep it going as you feel comfortable. Now, a doctor will tell you, um, and again, I know some people's funny about that mess too. Don't get me started on that. Again, love my doctor. She's amazing. So how, however you want to do what you do, do what you feel led to do. And that will be the best choice for you. So whoever you're seeking help from, advice from, um, or whatever, here's what I would say. A lot of times they may tell you not to live certain things and not to do. If you're already doing it and you feel okay doing it, you can continue to do that. Okay, you can continue. And if you're someone who is experienced with exercise, you can listen to your body and kind of know what it's telling you. You'll know what's best for you to do and not do. You will know. And then if you're not sure, seek a professional, ask a professional, um, you know, in a situation like that, I don't necessarily say, ask a doctor. You need to, that's where leaning toward more your certified personal trainers, physical therapists and people like that should be able to give you sound advice and know, um, as far as that goes. So for me, I was, um, with Olivia, I had a C-section. Obviously that one wasn't planned. Everything was fine. I bounced back from that fine. Um, Again, I rehab myself back. It wasn't it really wasn't that hard. Nothing crazy. Um, and again, I was able to bounce back from that. That's a major surgery. Because prior, I was strength training and exercising. Um, this time around, we had a scheduled C-section. And can I just tell you, this is the part, and I hope you all are still listening. I'll try not to take too long. It was so easy. And I had so much Peace. And, I mean, I. this is coming from someone who is typically freaked out by needles, blood, thinking about that stuff. I mean, I could think about a surgery and pass out. Like, that, just I just don't do well with that stuff. That's how I was able to choose my career. That's actually, if you want to know, I knew I couldn't go into certain fields because with some stuff you actually have to work on for so many weeks in the program. Um dead bodies and fill on the inside and fill muscles and stuff. And that's how you know things. And I'm like, nah, I'd pass out. I can't do that. I'd be too emotional. I'd walk in there and fall out, hit the floor. So that ain't happening. So you got to know what you can handle. So anyways, it was the craziest thing I had. The team of people I had was like, I call them the dream team. I literally became friends with like the anesthesiologist. She was awesome. They did a spinal tap. That was like nothing coming from someone who could normally pass out from a needle period. Um, and then she, before all that, she said, what kind of music do you want playing? And I told her what praise and worship music I wanted. They had it loud. I mean, it was like blasting, excuse me. And, um, and it was very peaceful. It was very, very peaceful and it was easy. And I was shocked. Actually, I was shocked. You know, I trust the Lord. I know the Lord, obviously, but I was blown away. And to the point, um, so Sydney was okay, but she did have to go stay in the NICU for two days. And when I would go, that she was on a different floor. And for the first bit, of course, um, Derek would push me down there in a wheelchair to go, you know, we'd go feed her and be there with her. And by day two, I started walking down there. I'd ride the elevator and then walk. And on the third day, we got to go home. And it was so encouraging because a nurse that was on the NICU floor, she was, I was carrying the diaper bag, walking down. We had loaded our stuff up and she was like, did you, she was like, mama, did you have a, a C-section? I was like, I did. She was like, how are you walking around like this? And now mind you guys, I'm not going to act like I didn't have pain. Of course I had pain. Of course I did. But do you know, you know, in those moments that seem, and check this because you, you can apply this to life, that seemed In the moment, something can hurt and be really, really hard, right? And you just feel it. You can't see on the other side of it, right? There's moments like that. But then it's like, it seems like suddenly everything's okay. Suddenly, it's okay. You know, you go from, and I'm going to get really real with you here, you know, you go from that first day, second day, you actually have a nurse helping you, you and her together in a bathroom. She's helping you get up and down on a toilet and do all the business, do all the things. Okay. You go from that. And then a, a week later, the Lord supernaturally healed me I, that I had absolutely no pain to the point I was trying to find pain. Okay. I know the Lord heals, but you know, there's just something I don't get old, but like, there's just something about when he does it for you. I don't know how to explain it, but it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. (laughs) And so, yes, I had pain. Yes, it's hard. Yes, all this stuff. But I was watching. So once we were home, I was watching um, Pastor Tony Carpenter was preaching at the river. It was Thursday, a week out from when I gave birth to Sydney, And he told a story that night about hurting his leg and praying, going to bed when he woke up, how the Lord healed him. And I was just watching it and I, I was just grabbing it, you know, like, yeah, you know, that's amazing. I honestly didn't expect anything. I was just watching it, it was a great service, it was powerful, and then went to bed. Also that day was a day I did a follow-up with my doctor and I was describing this pain I was having and I found out it was a nerve pain and it almost sounded like some type of nerve damage, but the way it was described to me, how our body, body would normally handle that, it could be months or no a long time before and if that could heal. And I was discouraged, you guys. I left. I was like, I don't do pain. I don't live in pain. Okay. And so then I watched him that night. Do you know I woke up the next day of Friday, eight days out from having Sydney, having major surgery. And I had absolutely no pain whatsoever. I was bending. I was pulling my knees up. I was doing whatever I could to try and feel pain. And I couldn't. The only thing I could feel was just where I need to strengthen my abdominals again, that's it, because they cut through all that, so. But that's not necessarily pain, it's more of a weakness that that you feel, for me at least. And I was blown away, I was so excited, but I stayed mindful, just me understanding the body of strengthening myself back, I didn't do nothing stupid, I didn't try to carry stuff I didn't need to pick up, I wasn't dumb. Um, Yes, I believe the Lord can radically heal you and you do all that, but just maybe it's my brain of how I operate and stuff, I still took things easy, but I had no pain. And let me tell you this this is what i did from the moment i was in the hospital until then i got up every day every day because it was hard to like sit up and turn and put your feet on the floor and stand up anybody who's been through that knows exactly what i'm talking about when i would stand up feet are on the floor when i actually stood up from the bed what came out of my mouth was lord thank you for healing my body lord thank you for healing my body lord thank you for healing my body i would say that on my way to the bathroom And then a few days in, my prayer became, and it was nothing crazy. It was so simple. Lord, I ask you to run your hand across that incision and heal in my body. Thank you for healing me, Lord. And can I tell you that what he did was so supernatural? My doctor was like, you heal really well. Because even from Olivia, I didn't even really have a scar even. Same thing now. It's crazy. And or no, nothing. Like, there's like, you can't even barely tell. And so... And i was like that's the lord like i told her, i'm like that's the lord you know what i mean i said i credit and i do think you know obviously he healed me and touched me and there is something to be said for taking care of your body and there's something to be said for having decent teams of doctors or whatever route you choose to go people that help you obviously if you're dealing with somebody not good at what they do or not knowledgeable they could jack you up okay so you want to you want to be with like people you you trust and things like that i believe in that um, and then again, however you feel led to do it, whatever your heart's desire is. and also this is, this is something I want to say you guys, because this is something I never even saw or had been exposed to until a few years ago. and I'll leave it there. Do not feel pressured to do things that you may not feel like is right for you. You can run into groups if I call them like religious women or something. And it's like, they think there's one way or no way. And I'm talking about things in life that you'll choose. And that's not like sin or not. You know what I mean? I'm not talking, talking about things that are sinful and people can beat you in the head with it and almost make you feel like crap because you do it differently. Like, oh, you did that. or And then, so another thing I see that I think is just gross. I'm not even into It's like when people feel like they have to give you an explanation for everything they do. It's like, I'm like, who are you trying to explain yourself to? It's kind of sad. It comes off very, very, very sad. You know, I'm not going to get on Facebook and give you a full out detailed thing of what I chose to do and how I chose to do it. I don't owe you anything. I don't owe anybody any explanation. Uh, You know, even this podcast is to help people because I saw how much women were hurting. You see, with what I do for a living, as much as it is training, you're actually mentoring and counseling people a lot. Okay, a lot. And you learn a lot. And you know so many women in churches in the church are hurting do you know so many women feel like they're walking around smiling but do you know they actually feel like they have nobody to talk to because all they have around them are a bunch of flakes is what I call it everybody I mean it's just so weird it's just so bizarre I mean you know and it and it sucks and I'm like people need to hear a real voice that's honestly why I'm very like drawn to uh I love Adalas and Magalas. If you've never listened to their, you know, any podcast stuff, Adala Shuttlesworth does, any of that, look them up. Excellent stuff. But I loved hearing her talk about like her last uh, delivery, childbirth. It was hilarious. Just keeping it so real. And it's like all the religious bullcrap's out the freaking door. And then I realized... It was funny because my mom kept saying this to me. I was complaining about stuff. I I was complaining to my mom about some interactions I had with people, comments people made, how people get in your business, how disrespectful people are. And I'm complaining almost like poor me. And she's like, "Uh, it sounds to me like you need to quit caring what people think. I was like, oh, snap. I was like, she just said that. And she's right. (laughs) Like, she's right. And then that's when I felt like, you know what? I need to come on here and talk about my experience. You know, what this was for me, for whoever it could help. You know, the, the most important thing you'll ever do in your life is have your relationship with Jesus Christ and you need to learn how to hear from him and make decisions for yourself. So if there's any young person on here who knows, you know, they want to have children one day, you need to press in and have a relationship with the Lord. Do not feel pressured to do anything, any certain kind of way. And I'll never tell you which way to do something. I'll teach you what I know, but then I'll t- I'll show you the source. I'll point you to the source. And there's no greater thing than to have peace with the Lord on what's best for you, your baby, and what you need to do. Um, and the, the only downside to that is this day and time, without getting too much into this, is so many people actually think they hear the Lord, they say the Holy spirit or whatever. And it's just, they're all caught up in their feelings. That's another topic for another day, but I don't want to confuse you. Um, you know, so there's that, but I think, you know, you just, it's interesting. The things I've learned. Um, it really is. And as far as being a mom, I feel more confident now than I think I ever have. And then I ever have, you know, during this, um, pregnancy, I think Olivia, gained probably 40 or 50 pounds. I can't remember. It's funny. Cause you don't see it you, when you look, you don't really look like it, but there's the weight is a lot of different things that makes your body weigh that much is not necessarily what you can see on the outside, but cause your body's doing so much at that time. Um, and so since I had Sydney, I'm down, 30, 30 pounds I gained 40 with her and I i don't know if I want to go all the way back I like where I'm at right now I like the way I look I can fit in all of my clothes but your body changes your body changes a little bit when you have kids um your body changes a little bit just the shape and stuff and not necessarily for, for the bad I think a lot of people actually look better afterwards I like my body more after Olivia I like I feel the same way now um after having Sydney and I'm very pleased with it and I'm blown away I'm blown away by like you know you can still have abs ladies that's for real don't let people tell you you can't my stomach today does not look much different than it did last year at this time before I got pregnant I'm telling you don't buy the lie man and don't here's the thing I want to say is if you desire to have those kind of results you can have them but you got to be willing to put in the work on the flip side of that I'm just what I don't like I'm not saying you got to look a certain way it's good to have goals and if that's your goal that's great But don't, I hate this whole thing we're seeing, this whole push that like teaches people, teaches women to like just be coddled and just, oh, that's okay like that and embrace that. It's like people tried to find the worst situation, worst picture ever and put it up and make, it's weird. It's like this thing they're screwing with people mentally. It's like making you think, that's how it's gonna look, that's how it's gonna be, and that's okay. And I'm thinking, I mean, it's all good and everything, but that ain't really, I don't think that's how it is. I don't think so, like, you know, and it, it teaches people to like fall into this place of weakness and just, I don't know, I don't. the world's doing it literally with everything right now. Um, but right now my eyes are more so on that just because the stuff, uh, the accounts I was following and stuff during pregnancy, and I see stuff and I'm like, this is trash, like this stuff is such trash. You know, and it's embrace this, embrace that and do this, and do that. And I'm like, what whatever happened to like working hard and getting on the other side of stuff? Is that just something people ain't trying to do no more? Like, is that just out the I mean, can somebody please explain that to me? Like, no, I'm going to be the one to say it. Like, no, you can get up, get moving, get results, have goals. And, and again, don't fall too far to the other side where you're obsessed. No, be kind to yourself. I had to have those talks with myself be kind to yourself during the process. Your body just made and birthed a human. That is the coolest, craziest miracle ever. It's so fascinating how the Lord made our bodies as women. Like, I love being a woman. I absolutely love it. It's just the coolest thing ever, what we're capable of. It's absolutely nuts. And I think of anything, pregnancy and childbirth should encourage you to say man exercise would be a breeze look what all my body can do surely it can hit goals and do things i want it to do and it can and so be kind to yourself when you get the green light from whoever your caregiver is or whatever to start moving again start walking once i got the okay to do it i started walking i started at 10 minutes at a time pushing the stroller helps a lot too i love pushing the stroller i even love the core work we get from it like how those muscles have to work while you're doing it um, there's something new I don't want to say too much right now so it has to do with walking that something um, work of art fitness that we're launching in July I think late July I think before August I'm excited about so I'll be able to talk more about that but you guys the benefits of walking is tremendous please know that so if you're not doing anything else you get your baby out there and you walk start 10, 15, 20 minutes try to shoot for at least 20 minutes and as you're ready build on that build on that. And it's amazing. You will feel incredible. And for me personally, I would feel so good after a walk. I would then do some exercises. I'm a big fan of different bands, loop bands, resistance bands, and a stability ball. You should, every single person should have those in their home. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, shoot me a message or an email here, and I can send you links for exactly what I'm talking about. Inexpensive stuff. All beneficial things you can do right there at your house with your baby. Um, I can give you whole programs on that stuff. Like, you don't have to leave your house. I don't leave my baby girl. I still, I work part time and I do a lot of stuff from my office at home. And I, I take care of Sydney. I mean, I don't, she's not, I don't, we don't do or have childcare. It was the same with Olivia. So, um, you can do all this stuff at home guys. I'm mindful that, hey, it could just be you kind of doing everything. And guess what? There's still a way to get in the exercise. There's still a way to do this. And you can do it. Look, if I can do this, guys, trust me, you can do it. And I want to see women thriving. I want to see women at their best. I want to see moms setting incredible examples to their daughters of what health looks like. You know, I'll try to, I'll try to close. This is going on. But th- again, thank you if you're still listening. Um, I'll try to close here. One of the things I've never said, I want to set as an example for my daughter, I don't think it's a healthy example to take Olivia to get ice cream, but I can never eat it with her. Like, what's that? Like, she does what I do, okay? Do you know the child basically just drinks water, and then I'm not, like, opposed to other stuff. I'm just saying, like, she can have whatever else. I mean, there's just certain things we don't keep in the house. But, like, what does she see me do all the time? Well, other than drink coffee. Uh, drink water. Like, and I don't and I don't hound her with stuff to give her some weird complex, like, I don't do that. Like I, I teach her why I do these things. I teach her the like why that's healthy, why that's important for us to do. I teach her stuff as we go, so she has knowledge on these things. Okay, that's what people are missing. Um, and I'm also going to be launching something else, you guys, to help out with the, the kids with work of our uh, fitness for kids. So be be on the lookout for that um, because again children need to learn this stuff and I don't necessarily expect the parents to do it if it's not your background or if it's not something that you know and I and I want to help you with that um oh man what was I saying so yeah you want to do that you can tell sometimes people have carry like a trauma from how they grew up like I had a friend one time I got so mad I never said anything um but it was the way she meant she was making comments to my daughter about how much she ate and I'm like I didn't say nothing it burned me up though like and I should have said something when I look back but made comments to my daughter like god you're gonna eat again you're getting more pizza how much do you i'm thinking and obviously that was probably a result of how that person was talked to as a child and so people carry trauma and stuff like that you don't talk to a kid that way that's ignorant first of all um and then it and it creates unhealthy kids need to eat a lot they're freaking growing come on i mean they eat a ton you know what i'm saying like but I'm mean, going to try not to get off because that's a whole other topic, getting into nutrition and kids and the, the unhealthy mindsets that people have. And even people that think they're teaching healthy ones, it's, it's just it's so dysfunctional. It's not even funny. And it's just where people have a lack of knowledge and they're just pulling random stuff from like Instagram, a Google search. Somebody said this. Somebody said that people are all over the freaking place. And it's ridiculous. Like when I, sometimes I just have, the only reason I'll get on social media a lot is to do my work stuff. And then I have to get the heck off because it'll make my head want to explode. People are nuts. People are nuts. And suddenly we live in a world where like, everybody thinks they know everything. I'm like, wow, screw all the professionals, right? That actually learned this stuff. Everybody else, they just know it all. They don't need any of us anymore. People just know it all. And I think that's the most annoying thing And so that's kind of stirred up this desire to, to help, you know, right. We can't, I believe don't complain about things. I'll say this to close out here rather than complain about something, either shut your mouth or bring a solution to the table. So some of the things I've been working on behind the scenes and in this time I've had at home with Sydney is putting together solutions, ways to help you all and your families be at your best physically and to go to another level. So I pray this blessed you all. I'm more than happy to answer any questions for you guys. Um, any questions that you might have regarding your health, fitness, anything about pregnancy, I'm here for you. So train T-R-A-I-N at workofartfitness.org. You can email me there or reach out to me, workofartfitness on Instagram. Um, And I'm there. You guys message me. I'll be happy to hear from you. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you share this. I want to bless a lot of ladies with this. So have a wonderful day, you guys, and I'll be back on here next week. hey guys what's up it's erica here with the work of art podcast and i'm excited to hop on here today to talk to you a little bit about health and fitness specifically kind of staying on that topic and what i want to start off with today is just kind of addressing some questions i've had lately in fact a lot of questions i've had lately on you know how do i get started and then how do i how do i see and get results you know i'm asked that a lot and i think many people have that question, right? Even if this is something, even if you know exercise is something that you've done for a long time, I don't want to take too much time on this, but I do. I want to go ahead and dive into this and get started, and and really hope I uh, answer a lot of the questions that you guys have. And if you listen to this, and you may think of other questions, feel free to you can message me on social media through Instagram at Work of Art Fitness, or um, shoot me an email at train t r a i n at workofartfitness.org and I would be more than happy to answer your questions and then just to cor- incorporate them too in the podcast because it is it is helpful to do that. So let's just go ahead and just dive into this, you guys. So one of the things I like to start with when I'm asked this question is what not to do, okay? Because it's just as important to know what not to do, right? When you're wanting to get started and reach your goals as opposed to knowing what to do. So I wanna start there. So number one, do not, do not compare yourself. To others. Do not compare your your results, your progress or anything to someone else. First of all, you don't know where someone's starting point is. You don't know where they're at in their journey. And a lot of times things are so opposite of what they seem in the first place. So never, ever, ever get wrapped up in that, you know, and never get, and it's easy for anybody to do, stuck on like the Instagram stuff where you're looking at folks and comparing, and let me tell you this, just from being in this industry, I have friends that have done, you know, fitness modeling shows and all that stuff. Those pictures you're seeing of them, where they're at their actual like best, you know what I mean? They actually do a lot of cutting um, in the their nutrition and cutting of their weight prior to like photo shoots, shows, and stuff like that. So that's not their normal everyday look. So just kind of getting an idea of like when you're looking at those things, like that's not normal anyway. So that's not what we're shooting for. The goal is always to be at your best, where you are feeling your best and doing what your body needs. All right. So that's the first thing is don't compare yourself to others. Number two, and this is big, please, please, please hear me on this because there's way too much of this and it's got to stop. And it's a huge pet peeve of mine. Stop restricting your food and skipping meals. Unless the Lord told you to specifically fast, you need to be eating. Okay. And I'm going to need you to remember that you need to be eating. Do you know, oftentimes, many times people do not get results because they're not eating enough. Okay. And one thing I'll go ahead and tie in with this, I might bring up again later, um, is eating enough protein. Ideally it's great to eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Okay. But I don't expect people to go from zero of like not even keeping up with it all the way to that. Cause that's a lot. I don't even necessarily shoot to hit that for myself. I get over a hundred grams a day. So what I recommend that people do is, um, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and tell you the stuff to do because I'm tying that in now. So go ahead and make sure you're taking notes and, and pay attention to all this. So what I recommend that people do is go ahead and, and track where you're at. Get an idea for like when you're, when you're eating now, kind of go through and go, okay, how much protein did I have today? And that'll generally give you an idea of what you're having. If you eat a lot of similar stuff day to day, that'll help you and then you build from there. Um, shoot for 100 grams though, that's a great target before you even think about hitting that like one gram of of protein per pound of body weight because it does matter how much you're exercising and stuff in combination with that. But when you eat protein, it does keep you fuller longer. It helps you to build muscle. It sustains muscle that you have already built. And it also helps you burn calories even as you sleep. Like I said, it takes your body longer to break that down, Boosts your metabolism. There's a lot of benefits to that, but generally it is very hard for me to help folks that do drastic, crazy diets, um, get results. I can give them great workouts and, and, and great programs, but at the end of the day, that nutrition is such a big component that when you're restricting your body like that, I'm limited on how I can help you, in all honesty. So you have to eat. You have to eat. I cannot say that enough. Like, oh my gosh, it drives me nuts like how people aren't eating. So it's extremely important, okay? Making sure you're eating enough. Um, I don't recommend using weight loss supplements. I'm not a fan of that at all. Don't think I ever will be a fan of that. Do you know, I'll tell you this, and this isn't, you don't have to do this, okay? I'm just giving you an example of what I do. I don't really use supplements, period. Um, I just don't. Like, I, t- I don't even do pre-workouts. I'm not saying it's bad. A lot of my clients do. Um, people like to do that, but I just, I'm telling you guys, this stuff is way more simple than what you actually, than, than what people actually realize. It's basic y'all it's basic like for real it is nothing no new thing that oh this is this is the way it's like it's like so basic um when you focus on eating proper food eating good food eating whole food getting enough protein drinking enough water okay when you're doing those things and by the way if you're already not drinking a lot of water let me throw this in really quick don't try to go drink a gallon of water when you're not even doing that much to begin with that's crazy and you're not going to feel great be mindful of how much you have a day and again build from there and keep it on you during the day. I would probably never drink water if I did not carry it with me all day long, okay? So keep it with you. Start at like, you know, 100 ounces if you can. I mean, just start somewhere. Start with 80. If you're only drinking 30, jump to 60. Then do 80, then do a 100. Like, be realistic in your goal setting because that's so often why people, and just follow me here because I'm jumping all over the place because I get excited about this stuff. So many people don't reach goals because they're not setting a realistic goal to where they can build upon to set more so um think about that but yeah when you're when i don't use a ton of supplements i mean i i have protein shakes and i'll do like a multivitamin and stuff but i don't do anything outside of that like now if you have a deficiency in an area yes supplement that um because some people do and that's important i'm not saying don't do it but all of that honestly it's not necessary It's, it's really not um another problem something you want to stay away from and this is a problem for some people is overtraining and skipping rest days Um, I could almost be guilty of skipping rest days personally because I enjoy working out so much it's hard to say okay take the day off Um, but that in the rest um, that's where your body can repair and recover and therefore change in the way that you desire for it to train Um, again Things are basic, it does, exercise does not have to be this crazy, time-consuming, intense thing unless you like that style of working out. That is simply a preference, it's not necessary. Um, so just FYI, so say if you ever see some of my videos of, of certain ways that I'm training or lifting and you might be like, God, that's a lot, I'm, I don't wanna do all that. Guess what, you don't have to. Okay, I enjoy some of it sometimes from being an athlete the majority of my life. I love a challenge, a challenge drives me, I like to be pushed which is why I like to do that stuff periodically, but I don't work out like that all the time. Okay, and you absolutely don't have to. You can really learn how to do basic movements and and feel amazing and get lasting change just from that. So um, make it a priority to rest so you can recover properly and your body will thank you and your body will respond to that. The fifth thing I wanna tell you not to do is don't just use a scale to measure your progress. Okay, this is a big one. So you listen the scale is going to fluctuate for a lot of different reasons and as your body's changing there can be major things happening um your body fat can be going down you can be building muscle and you're losing inches and the scale is not actually moving a whole lot and that's okay so i never really pay a ton of attention to the scale with a client unless we've got to lose a significant amount of weight and by a significant amount i mean 50 plus 50 pounds, 70, 100, we're up in that range. Otherwise, I'm paying attention to waist measurement and body fat percentage. Waist measurement is extremely important because the belly fat directly affects your heart health, okay? And so that's where you really want to pay attention. You can have a tape measure for yourself and keep track of that measurement. For men, you need to be under 40 inches. And for women, you need to stay under 35. Um, Again, just to be mindful of Your heart health, because that is very, very, very important. And as your body changes, listen, I've I've lifted a lot over the years, and I remember some of my teammates that like I played ball with. These girls were like just jacked, and I mean that as a compliment, like just ripped up, like they like to be, you know. And I used to like to have more muscle too and be more cut up. And it weighs, and we would, you know, be weighing in the, you know, a lot of us would stay around high 140s and the 150s, but you're wearing a size four pants. You know, so you can't necessarily equate the weight to the size of clothes you wear. It's how is that weight distributed? Um, it looks very different. You know, the muscle weighs and, and and you know, fat takes up more space. So there's different ways to, to see all of this. So don't get so stuck on a number. I like to ask people what their goals are, but then I kind of chime in and give people a more realistic way to look at things and a more healthy perspective because you don't want to get an unhealthy perspective Um, and unhealthy habits in the pursuit of becoming a healthier you, okay? Because that can easily happen as well and I don't want to see that happen. Um, So those are key things you want to remember. So those five, those five things. Don't compare your results to others. Don't compare yourself to others ever. Don't restrict food or skip meals. Don't use weight loss supplements in extreme ways to lose weight because that actually does long-term damage, by the way, too. Don't overtrain and skip rest days. And don't use the scale to measure your progress. And if you could even nail down those what not to do, you'll be amazed at what progress you'll see just by knowing what you shouldn't do. Um, And I was thinking about that when I was putting this stuff together. I said, you know, oftentimes people need to know what not to do right? So now as I come alongside and say, okay, this is what you don't do. Now you want to say, what do I do? So I'm gonna give you three tips just to start. And I'll build upon this in future podcasts. I just kind of want to see the feedback from this first. am gonna see what you guys are interested in learning because I could talk about exercise and fitness for days. Now, one of the things, number one, and a lot of you probably know I'm gonna say this because this is why I've done this for so long um, and, and been in this career for so long is it, it should be number one, a priority in your life to invest in personal training. You should take the time and the money and the effort to invest in a personal trainer. Now that doesn't necessarily have to look like, you know, you're going to a gym meeting with somebody like myself. I know people offer different options. I I do, I've done in person for years. I do virtual one-on-one training sessions. And then I create online programs where I'm meeting with people once a month, that's accountability and follow up. And then I'm creating a program specifically for you to run with. And those are great. That helps people tremendously. And here's why you need to make that investment. When you invest in a good personal training, you're investing in yourself, you're investing in your future, right? It's like investing in a retirement plan. Like, what am I going to get out of this? You're going to get quality years added to your life. You know, people come to me and there's things they realize day to day they're not able to do anymore i have people that are older in age who are now grandparents who are like they freak them out whenever they went to sit on the floor and couldn't get back up they're like man i can't even comfortably sit in the floor and play with my grandkids like this is a problem help like i need you to help me or people getting up and down from a chair uh people getting in a lower car like a car lower to the ground and then trying to get out um things like that you know picking up groceries um if you drop something picking it up carrying stuff upstairs uh, putting stuff in the luggage compartment on an airplane. I mean, outside stuff you enjoy, like say you love to garden and then you're like, man, I can't even get out and get in the garden anymore because of the pain it causes, okay? So these are the kinds of things I hear in consultations. And so my job is to come in and help someone and, and create a plan specifically for what they need. And, and it's so key to know what you need, right? Never go into a gym and look around and even look at people that seem pretty fit and try to copy what they do. First of all, you don't know if they're doing it correctly, you don't need to injure yourself and it might not be for you or you're not yet ready to do that, right? There's ways to build, okay? You should always progress. So I'm big on creating a foundation because a lot of this too, when you're making the investment, now you're learning the things that you need to correct within your body where there's weaknesses, strengths, um, imbalances, flexibility issues, different things like that. Within a consultation and certain movements and exercises, I'm able to tell like where you are with those things, okay? And that's how you design a program to begin with. Also in program design, exercises are not randomly put together there's a there's a rhyme and a reason for it it's not it's there's a there's a method behind the madness is what I tell people like we don't there there is something to program design and it very much matters and so you're invest. I mean that is just quality like it's invaluable you know and so I tell people you got to do that for yourself and it is a game changer I'd always say give it a shot and you'll be so glad you did because that's something that you can carry with you for a lifetime so investing in your health and fitness investing in a personal trainer number one number two I would encourage you to go walking daily or at least four to five days a week. Um, I tell people if you're not walking at all yet, start with three days. That's realistic. 15, 20 minutes at a time. Um, Whether you can either time it and say, I want to go walk for 20 minutes, or in your mind, have a set um, distance. You could say, Okay, I want to do a mile or I want to walk two miles. But that needs to be a norm in what in your day-to-day, 100%, and it's not, I've heard people say, oh, I don't need to do that, like, I I move around a lot for my job, and I, I walk a lot, it's not the same thing. You need to be up, doing an intentional, consistent movement for an extended amount of time for that to become cardiovascular, okay, for that to even improve your cardiovascular health, and that's what we wanna do here, your heart health, that is your most important muscle, okay, And there are tremendous benefits in walking, which is why there's something I'm launching within the next month that I'm super excited about. Um, That's just a little hint, I can't get into that yet, I'm not gonna tell you guys yet, but um, because that in and of itself is so very important. Okay, So that is huge. Okay, Number three, incorporating basic movements in each week, in your week, in your schedule. So what I mean by that, now that can kind of tie back to number one, Investing in a trainer, that's how you actually learn what those are, but I'm gonna give you a few tips right here, okay, because I'm here to help you. So basic movements would be the things I think it's best for you to learn at this point. You need to know how to squat, you need to know how to push, and you need to know how to pull, right? We have basic movements, there's other ones, but I'm starting with these, with these three first. So let me give you an example of what that would look like. If you're starting with squats, say you've never done squats before, or you have pain in your knees when you go to squat. Now a simple body weight squat, would look like just squatting down you want to get you don't have to go 90 degrees but you want to keep your back upright head up you go down keeping your heels pressed into the ground and coming back up so doing a squat a body weight squat now everyone can't do that if you find that you have pain or issues with your knees i'd encourage you to do a wall sit that is where you're leaning back on a wall in a seated position and you're going to time it 15 to 20 seconds all right and then another option for folks would be sit to stand you sit on the edge of a chair and just sitting to standing going up and down Those are three different options because everybody cannot start with a regular squat and some people do not need to um, for different reasons. So adding squats each week into your routine, I'd say go two to three rounds, 10 to 15 reps, okay? How you choose the amount of reps you do, this is how I do it. Um, You should have enough reps to where you feel challenged, but you're able to have proper form for the whole set. You should never compromise your form to get to a certain number of reps okay so that's how if you have a when you hear me say well 10 to 15 how do i know well that depends upon how you feel and how that form looks as you're doing the exercises okay another thing it's important to know how to push when you're doing push-ups so we all know most of us i'm sure how to do a regular push-up now oftentimes listen your body should always be in a straight line um no matter how you're doing them. So one option that's very modified is countertop or wall push-ups. So you're putting your hands against the edge of a counter and you're doing them that way or modified on the ground is from your knees. Always make sure you keep your butt down and body still straight, staying in a straight line, even when you're on your knees. Okay. That's important. And doing, and I'd say again around, I keep it around 10 reps, 10 to 15 for the same reason. Like I explained before is how you always judge the reps for an exercise with basic routines. Um, And that's very important. Another thing that is key to add in our planks, you can either do those on your forearms or go straight arm. Straight arm will help more with shoulder stability and strengthening triceps, which is the back of the arms that a lot of people complain about, especially as they get older. So straight arm can do that and shoulder. And that's actually an exercise that can strengthen you to improve upon your push-ups, is doing a straight arm plank. So, and again, you can time those 15 to 20 seconds or more, depending on where you're at. Everybody's fitness level is at a different place. And modified would be holding that position, but on your knees, again, with your hips down. Okay, so basic things right there to start. You know, everybody doesn't need to do lunges. Everybody doesn't need to do certain exercises. But... The reason I named those three is because I know right off the bat, nine out of 10 people are going to identify what I'm speaking about. I can name you tons, but you may have no clue what I'm talking about, and that's not going to help you. So that is a great, great, great Place to start, okay? So number one, I said making the investment. Number two, adding in the walking. And number three, getting in those basic movements every single week. And you guys, it's that simple. If anything, please understand, I need you to know, it's not hard and you can do it. Like you can do this. And that is my heart's desire, is to get the world moving and to feel better. You can feel better. And so much of that power is actually in your hands. That's what I'm trying to get across to people. So when you hear me constantly say, no excuses, no excuses, you can do this, what are you doing? It's coming from that place, like because I know that you can. I know that you can. So if you need help, I am here to help you guys. I'm happy to do it. I do complimentary consultations, and then I set you up from there. I have clients all over the United States. Um, It doesn't matter where you live. I even do some zoom meetings with zoom meetings with folks in other countries. Look guys, we can make this work when it goes virtual. It gives us so many options and I want to help you. And I want to see you step into all that God created you to do, because honestly you are, your body is the vehicle. Your body is the vehicle that's going to take you to these places to do what you do, and You don't have to feel terrible when you're doing these things. You can actually feel great. You can have energy for your kids in the afternoon. You know, I find that when I get out I get outside and I get my walk-in and I get my exercise in. Those are the evenings I feel the best to play with my girls and I have the most energy, okay? So keep that in mind and you just start. Just start. There's no perfect time. You just start. Everybody's busy and I think people are getting busier. You just start. It does not have to look a certain way. Okay. Um, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening to this. I'm going to come back on here and we'll kind of go further with this and move forward. So come on, you guys get moving today. You got this, you can do this and I'll be back on here next week. Let's go. Hey guys, what's up? It's Erica here with the work of art podcast, and I'm excited to hop on here today to talk to you a little bit about health and fitness specifically kind of staying on that topic and what I want to start off with today is just kind of addressing some questions I've had lately in fact a lot of questions I've had lately on you know how do I get started and then how do I how do I see and get results? You know I'm asked that a lot and I think many people have that question right even if this is something, even if you know exercise is something that you've done for a long time. I don't want to take too much time on this but I do I want to go ahead and dive into this and get started and and really hope uh answer a lot of the questions that you guys have and if you listen to this and you may think of other questions feel free to you can message me on social media through Instagram at work of art fitness or um, shoot me an email at train t-r-a-i-n at work of art and I will be more than happy to answer your questions and then just to cor- incorporate them too in the podcast because it is it is helpful to do that so let's just go ahead and just dive into this you guys so One of the things I like to start with when I'm asked this question is what not to do, okay? Because it's just as important to know what not to do, right? When you're wanting to get started and reach your goals as opposed to knowing what to do. So I wanna start there. So number one, do not, do not compare yourself to others. Do not compare your your results, your progress or anything to someone else. First of all, you don't know where someone's starting point is you don't know where they're at in their journey. And a lot of times things are so opposite of what they seem in the first place. So never, ever, ever get wrapped up in that, you know, and never get, and it's easy for anybody to do, stuck on like the Instagram stuff where you're looking at folks and comparing. And let me tell you this, just for being in this industry, I have friends that have done, you know, fitness modeling shows and all that stuff. Those pictures you're seeing of them where they're at their actual like best, you know what I mean? They actually do a lot of cutting um, in the their nutrition, and cutting of their weight prior to like photo shoots, shows and stuff like that. So that's not their normal everyday look. So just kind of getting an idea of like when you're looking at those things, like that's not normal anyway. So that's not what we're shooting for. The goal is always to be at your best, where you are feeling your best and doing what your body needs. All right. So that's the first thing is don't compare yourself to others. Number two, and this is big, please, please, please hear me on this because there's way too much of this and it's got to stop and it's a huge pet peeve of mine. Stop restricting your food and skipping meals. Unless the Lord told you to specifically fast, you need to be eating, okay? And I'm gonna need you to remember that. You need to be eating. Do you know oftentimes, many times, people do not get results because they're not eating enough, okay? And one thing I'll go ahead and tie in with this I might bring up again later um, is eating enough protein. Ideally, it's great to eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight, okay? But I don't expect people to go from zero of like not even keeping up with it all the way to that because that's a lot. I don't even necessarily shoot to hit that for myself. I get over 100 grams a day. So what I recommend that people do is, um, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and tell you the stuff too, Do because I'm tying that in now. So go ahead and make sure you're taking notes and, and pay attention to all this. So what I recommend that people do is go ahead and, and track where you're at. Get an idea for, like, when you're when you're eating now. Kind of go through and go, okay, how much protein did I have today? And that'll generally give you an idea of what you're having. If you eat a lot of similar stuff day to day, that'll help you. And then you build from there. Um, shoot for 100 grams, though. That's a great target before you even think about hitting that, like, one gram of of protein per pound of body weight because it does matter how much you're exercising and stuff in combination with that. But when you eat protein, it does keep you fuller longer. It helps you to build muscle. It sustains muscle that you have already built. And it also helps you burn calories even as you sleep. Like I said, it takes your body longer to break that down, boosts your metabolism. There's a lot of benefits to that. But generally, it is very hard for me to help folks that do drastic, crazy diets, um, get results. I can give them great workouts and, and and great programs. But at the end of the day, that nutrition is such a big component that when you're restricting your body like that, I'm limited on how I can help you in all honesty. So you have to eat. You have to eat. I cannot say that enough. Like, oh my gosh, it drives me nuts like how people aren't eating. So it's extremely important. Okay. Making sure you're eating enough. Um, I don't recommend using weight loss supplements. I'm not a fan of that at all. Don't think I ever will be a fan of that. Do you know, I'll tell you this and this isn't you don't have to do this, okay? I'm just giving you an example of what I do. I don't really use supplements, period. Um I just don't. Like I, t- I don't even do pre-workouts. I'm not saying it's bad. A lot of my clients do. Um people like to do that, but I just I'm telling you guys, this stuff is way more simple than what you actually than than what people actually realize. It's basic, y'all. It's basic. Like for real, it is nothing no new thing that Oh, this is, this is the way. Nah, it's like, it's like so basic. Um, When you focus on eating proper food, eating good food, eating whole food, getting enough protein, drinking enough water. Okay. When you're doing those things. And by the way, if you're already not drinking a lot of water, let me throw this in really quick. Don't try to go drink a gallon of water when you're not even doing that much to begin with. That's crazy. And you're not going to feel great. Be mindful of how much you have a day. And again, build from there and keep it on you during the day. I would probably never drink water if I did not carry it with me all day long okay? So keep it with you. Start at like, you know, 100 ounces if you can. I mean, just start somewhere. Start with 80. If you're only drinking 30, jump to 60. Then do 80. Then do 100. Like, be realistic in your goal setting because that's so often why people, and just follow me here because I'm jumping all over the place because I get excited about this stuff. So many people don't reach goals because they're not setting a realistic goal to where they can build upon to set more. So um, think about that, but yeah, when you're when I don't use a ton of supplements. I mean, I I have protein shakes, and I'll do like a multivitamin and supplement. I don't do anything outside of that. Like now, if you are have a deficiency in an area, yes, supplement that. Um, because some people do, and that's important. I'm not saying don't do it, but all of that honestly, it's not necessary. It's it's really not. Um, another problem, something you want to stay away from, and this is a problem for some people, is overtraining. And skipping rest days. Um, I could almost be guilty of skipping rest days personally because I enjoy working out so much. It's hard to say, okay, take the day off. Um, but that in the rest, um, that's where your body can repair and recover and therefore change in the way that you desire for it to train. Um, again, things are basic. It does, exercise does not have to be this crazy, time-consuming, intense thing unless you like that style of working out. That is simply a preference it's not necessary. Um, so just FYI, so say if you ever see some of my videos of, of certain ways that I'm training or lifting and you might be like, God, that's a lot, I'm, I don't wanna do all that. Guess what, you don't have to. Okay, I enjoy some of it sometimes from being an athlete the majority of my life, I love a challenge, a challenge drives me, I like to be pushed, which is why I like to do that stuff periodically, but I don't work out like that all the time. Okay, and you absolutely don't have to. You can really learn how to do basic movements and and feel amazing and get lasting change just from that. So, um, make it a priority to rest so you can recover properly, and your body will thank you. And your body will respond to that. The fifth thing I want to tell you not to do is don't just use a scale to measure your progress. Okay, this is a big one. So, you, you listen. You, the scale is going to fluctuate for a lot of different reasons, and as your body's changing there can be major things happening. Um, Your body fat can be going down, you can be building muscle, and you're losing inches. And the scale is not actually moving a whole lot. And that's okay. So I never really pay a ton of attention to the scale with a client unless we've got to lose a significant amount of weight. And by a significant amount, I mean 50 plus, 50 pounds, 70, 100, we're up in that range. Otherwise, I'm paying attention to waist measurement and body fat percentage. Waist measurement is extremely important because the belly fat directly affects your heart health, okay? And so that's where you really want to pay attention. You can have a tape measure for yourself and keep track of that measurement. For men, you need to be under 40 inches. And for women, you need to stay under 35. Um, Again, just to be mindful of your heart health because that is very, very, very important. And as your body changes, listen, I've, I've lifted a lot over the years. And I remember some of my teammates that like I played ball with these girls were like just jacked. And I mean that as a compliment, like just ripped up. Like they like to be, you know, and I used to like to have more muscle too and be more cut up and it weighs. And we would, you know, be weighing in the, you know, a lot of us would stay around high one forties and the one fifties, but you're wearing a size four pants, you know, so you can't necessarily equate the weight to the size of clothes you wear is how is that weight distributed? Um, it looks very different. You know, the muscle weighs and, 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 you know, fat takes up more space. So there's different ways to, to see all of this. So don't get so stuck on a number. I like to ask people what their goals are, but then I kind of chime in and give people a more realistic way to look at things and a more healthy perspective because you don't want to get an unhealthy perspective, um, and unhealthy habits in the pursuit of becoming a healthier you. Okay, because that can easily happen as well, and I don't want to see that happen. Um, so th- those are key things you want to remember. So those five, those five things: don't compare your results to others, don't compare yourself to others ever. Don't restrict food or skip meals. Don't use weight loss supplements and extreme ways to lose weight, because that actually does long term damage, by the way, too. Don't over train and skip rest days and don't use the scale to measure your progress. And if you could even nail down those what not to do, you'll be amazed at what progress you'll see just by knowing what you shouldn't do. Um, And I was thinking about that when I was putting this stuff together. I said, you know, oftentimes people need to know what not to do right? So now as I come alongside and say, okay, this is what you don't do. Now you want to say, what do I do? So I'm gonna give you three tips just to start. And I'll build upon this in future podcasts. I just kind of want to see the feedback from this first. I'm um, gonna see what you guys are interested in learning, because I could talk about exercise and fitness for days. Now, one of the things number one, and a lot of you probably know I'm gonna say this, because this is why I've done this for so long. Um, and, and been in this career for so long is it, it should be number one, a priority in your life to invest in personal training. You should take the time and the money and the effort to invest in a personal trainer. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to look like, you know, you're going to a gym meeting with somebody like myself. I know people offer different options. I I do, I've done in person for years. I do virtual one-on-one training sessions. And then I create online programs where I'm meeting with people once a month as accountability and follow-up, and then I'm creating a program specifically for you to run with, and those are great. That helps people tremendously. And here's why you need to make that investment. When you invest in a good personal training, you're investing in yourself, you're investing in your future, right? It's like investing in a retirement plan. Like, what am I gonna get out of this? You're gonna get quality years added to your life. You know, people come to me and there's things they realize day to day they're not able to do anymore. I have people that are older in age who are now grandparents who are like, they freak them out whenever they went to sit on the floor and couldn't get back up. They're like, man, I can't even comfortably sit in the floor and play with my grandkids. Like this is a problem. Help. Like I need you to help me. Or people getting up and down from a chair, uh, people getting in a lower car, like a car lower to the ground and then trying to get out. Um, things like that, you know, picking up groceries. Um, if you drop something, picking it up, carrying stuff upstairs, uh, putting stuff in the luggage compartment on an airplane. I mean, outside stuff you enjoy, like say you love to garden and then you're like, man, I can't even get out and get in the garden anymore because of the pain it causes. Okay. So these are the kinds of things I hear in consultations. And so my job is to come in and help someone and, and create a plan specifically for what they need. And And it's so key to know what you need, right? Never go into a gym and look around and even look at people that seem pretty fit and try to copy what they do. First of all, you don't know if they're doing it correctly. You don't need to injure yourself and it might not be for you or you're not yet ready to do that, right? There's ways to build, okay? You should always progress. So I'm big on creating a foundation because a lot of this too, when you're making the investment, now you're learning the things that you need to correct within your body where there's weaknesses, strengths, um, imbalances, flexibility issues, different things like that within a consultation and certain movements and exercises, I'm able to tell like where you are with those things, okay? And that's how you design a program to begin with. Also in program design, exercises are not randomly put together there's a there's a rhyme and a reason for it it's not it's there's a there's a method behind the madness is what I tell people like we don't there there is something to program design and it very much matters and so you're in I mean that is just quality like it's invaluable you know and so I tell people you got to do that for yourself and it is a game changer I'd always say give it a shot and you'll be so glad you did because that's something that you can carry with you for a lifetime so investing in your health and fitness investing in a personal trainer number one number two Um, I would encourage you to go walking daily, or at least four to five days a week. Um, I tell people, if you're not walking at all yet, start with three days. That's realistic. 15-20 minutes at a time. Um, Whether you can either time it and say, I want to go walk for 20 minutes, or in your mind, have a set um, distance. You could say, okay, I want to do a mile, or I want to walk two miles. But that needs to be a norm in what in your day to day 100%. And it's not, I've heard people say, Oh, I don't need to do that. Like I I move around a lot for my job. And I, I walk a lot. It's not the same thing. You need to be up doing an intentional, consistent movement for an extended amount of time for that to become cardiovascular, okay, for that to even improve your cardiovascular health. And that's what we want to do here, your heart health, that is your most important muscle, okay. And there are tremendous benefits in walking, which is why there's something I'm launching within the next month that I'm super excited about. Um, That's just a little hint. I can't get into that yet. I'm not going to tell you guys yet, but um, because that in and of itself is so very important. Okay. So that is huge. Okay. Number three, incorporating basic movements in each week, in your week, in your schedule. So what I mean by that now that can kind of tie back to number one, Investing in a trainer, that's how you actually learn what those are. But I'm going to give you a few tips right here, okay? Because I'm want i here to help you. So basic movements would be the things I think it's best for you to learn at this point. You need to know how to squat, you need to know how to push, and you need to know how to pull, right? We have basic movements. There's other ones, but I'm starting with these, with these three first. So let me give you an example of what that would look like. If you're starting with squats, say you've never done squats before, or you have pain in your knees. When you go to squat now, a simple body weight squat would look like just squatting down. You wanna get, you don't have to go 90 degrees, but you wanna keep your back upright, head up. You go down, keeping your heels pressed into the ground and coming back up. So doing a squat, a body weight squat. Now everyone can't do that. If you find that you have pain or issues with your knees, I'd encourage you to do a wall sit. That is where you're leaning back on a wall in a seated position and you're gonna time it, 15 to 20 seconds. All right, and then another option for folks would be sit to stand. You sit on the edge of a chair and just sitting to standing going up and down. Those are three different options because everybody cannot start with a regular squat and some people do not need to um, for different reasons. So adding squats each week into your routine, I'd say go two to three rounds, 10 to 15 reps, okay? How you choose the amount of reps you do, this is how I do it. Um, You should have enough reps to where you feel challenged but you're able to have proper form for the whole set. You should never compromise your form to get to a certain number of reps, okay? So that's how if you have a when you hear me say well 10 to 15, how do I know? Well, that depends upon how you feel and how that form looks as you're doing the exercises, okay? Another thing, it's important to know how to push when you're doing push-ups. So, we all know, most of us I'm sure how to do a regular push-up. Now, oftentimes, listen, your body should always be in a straight line. Um no matter how you're doing them, so one option that's very modified is countertop or wall push-ups. So you're putting your hands against the edge of a counter, and you're doing them that way. Or modified on the ground is from your knees. Always make sure you keep your butt down and body still straight, staying in a straight line, even when you're on your knees. Okay, that's important. And doing, and I'd say again, around I keep it around 10 reps, 10 to 15, for the same reason like I explained before is how you always judge the reps for an exercise with basic routines. Um, And that's very important. Another thing that is key to add in are planks. You can either do those on your forearms or go straight arm. Straight arm will help more with shoulder stability and strengthening triceps, which is the back of the arms that a lot of people complain about, especially as they get older. So straight arm can do that and shoulder. And that's actually an exercise that can strengthen you to improve upon your push-ups. is doing a straight arm plank. So, and again, you can time those 15 to 20 seconds or more depending on where you're at. Everybody's fitness level is at a different place and modified would be holding that position, but on your knees again with your hips down. Okay. So basic things right there to start, you know, everybody doesn't need to do lunges. Everybody doesn't need to do certain exercises, but the reason I named those three is because I know right off the bat, nine out of 10 people are going to identify what I'm speaking about. I can name you tons, but you may have no clue what I'm talking about, and that's not going to help you. So that is a great, great, great place to start, okay? So number one, I said making the investment. Number two, adding in the walking. And number three, getting in those basic movements every single week. And you guys, it's that simple. That If anything, please understand, I need you to know, it's not hard and you can do it, like you can do this. And that is my heart's desire, is to get the world moving and to feel better. You can feel better. And so much of that power is actually in your hands. That's what I'm trying to get across to people. So when you hear me constantly say, no excuses, no excuses, you can do this. What are you doing? It's coming from that place, like, because I know that you can. I know that you can. So if you need help, I am here to help you guys. I'm happy to do it. I do complimentary consultations, and then I set you up from there. I have clients all over the United States. Um, It doesn't matter where you live. I even do some Zoom meetings with Zoom meetings with folks in other countries. Look guys, we can make this work when it goes virtual. It gives us so many options and I want to help you and I want to see you step into all that God created you to do because honestly, you are your body is the vehicle. Your body is the vehicle that's going to take you to these places to do what you do and you don't have to feel terrible when you're doing these things. You can actually feel great. You can have energy for your kids in the afternoon. You know, I find that when I get out I get outside and I get my walk-in and I get my exercise in. Those are the evenings I feel the best to play with my girls and I have the most energy, okay? So keep that in mind and you just start, just start. There's no perfect time. You just start. Everybody's busy and I think people are getting busier. You just start. It does not have to look a certain way, okay? Um, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening to this. I'm gonna come back on here and we'll kind of go further with this and move forward. So come on, you guys, get moving today. You got this. You can do this. And I'll be back on here next week. Let's go. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Erica here with the Work of Art podcast, and I'm excited to be back on here with you guys. I should be coming on every week moving forward. We're back in, you know, basically school starting and back in regular routines and stuff coming out of summer. So I'm excited to hop back on here, but I really do want to jump into this. And I want to talk quickly about um, the previous podcast, if you did not hear it. I want you to go back and listen to it. And I went over basically eight steps to start your health and fitness journey. And that can be good for everybody because it can even be a good for a reminder for people that are already kind of moving and walking in these things, um, because sometimes there can be certain steps or areas that we might be falling short on and we need that little nudge and that reminder. And then if you have people in your life that desire to improve in this area of their life, which is probably a lot of people, I want you to send and share that podcast with them to get them encouraged to get this going because now I'm basically going to piggyback off of that one and what I'm going to talk about today, I did a post on this, um, I think it was like a week ago and today what I'm going to give you are eight steps, which are daily habits basically to change your life, eight daily habits that would change your life. Life and I want you to pay close attention to this today. I'll get through this pretty quickly, at least I'll try to. I always say that I'll try to. Um, and then you can go back to uh, work of art fitness Instagram account to my page, and you can also see this as a post. Um, and I'm sorry if you heard that, that's my dog, she's in here, all in my business. That's Georgia. Um, so make sure you check that out. But I want to dive right into this today. I want this to bless you. I want you to grab a hold of this today, you guys. Please grab this and run with it because my desire is to see everybody win. I want to see everybody win. I don't want to see, you know, we're not just meant just to live, just to be, just to be bare minimum, you know, just to be barely getting by. I want to see people win and you can do that. And it's just a matter of grabbing these simple things and implementing them every single day. Repetition gets results. That's something you may have heard. We, you know, you hear that in the gym, but that, that really, that goes for every area of life, you guys every area of life and I want you to keep that in mind today as we go through this. All right so eight daily habits to change your life and I wouldn't say they're in any particular order but I do like that this is how I had this listed first is choose joy. Choose joy y'all I can't say that enough choose joy and you know why it's choose joy because it is a choice. Do you know how many days you can wake up and you don't feel joy. I mean, maybe some of you do. And there's some days that I do, but there's also a lot of days that I don't. Like life's happening. Stuff's happening. There's big responsibilities. There's things that need to be taken care of. And if any moment that we have our take our eyes off of Jesus, that's when we'll feel overwhelmed. And then you, you begin to fall into like all the things that are happening around you. And it's not there. So choose joy. What does the Bible say? It says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. We have strength in that. You know, and one of the things I love about having joy, I think it's just another way to, to stomp the devil in the head, which is something I, I truly desire to do on a daily basis. That's something that excites me. You know, I think, OK, if I do this, that's like, you know, one two punch to the face to the devil. That's great. Oh, awesome. He's under my feet. This this gets him too. I can get him with this, you know, anything to get him to back the heck up off of you because you have authority over that. We have power over the devil and I'm already getting off track. So I'm going to try my best to stay focused. Um, So choosing joy, the minute your feet hit the floor, you you say, and I do this every day, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And you'll find that as you choose joy, I would say you fall right into thankfulness. It has a powerful way to start your day and to live your life and to really bring great things to your life. So choosing joy every day through the hard stuff, through through all circumstances because truly that's where we draw strength from and it's the strength that's going to get us through the other areas of life. Right? Can you say amen? And and to enjoy life. Life is meant to be enjoyed, you guys. You know, and I realized gosh, I could get off on so many things here. I realized how easy It is to fall out of that, depending upon who you surround yourself with. I'm telling you, and I'm not, I I could do a whole little side thing on that. I'll leave that alone and save that for another time, but be mindful of who you have in and around you, but inevitably wake up every day, choose joy, write that down. If you need to put a scripture up, hang it up on your mirror in your bathroom or whatever. And, and just elaborate on the fact that the joy, the Lord is your strength through all things every day. All right. That's number one. Number two, one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites because I have to be reminded of this very often, you guys. So it ain't like it's easy, but be patient. Be patient. I like Hebrew 612. Through faith and patience, I will inherit the promises of God. This hit me like right between the eyeballs the other day when I heard this. I heard this scripture that I've read. See, it's about to hit me right now. This is so crazy. This is why I love the Word of God, y'all. It's 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 new every time. It's so refreshing. It's, it's everything. But I've read this so many times and I read this the other day and what it really meant hit me so hard and so deep and I just keep going back to it. When I read it, it does it all over again to realize it was just like a, 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 a light bulb or something went off. Through faith and patience, I will inherit the promises of God. Like, It's a done deal, like through faith and through, and through patience. Think about that. Think about that. Be patient. Listen, you guys, and and I'm talking to myself here because we, we we all walk through different things and in different circumstances and situations, like it's in those times that we want to rush through and we want to be in a hurry, whether it's in things just in day-to-day life. And I see this with clients and the the physical aspect of exercise and wanting to get results and wanting to change our body and working through hard stuff in that area. It applies either way, but we want it fast. We want it now. I I just, when is it going to get here? I want to feel the results. I want to see that thing come to pass in my life. I want this. But you guys, if you're so focused on that, you're missing all the important things that the Lord's trying to show you in the process. That's going to help you when you get to that thing you're desiring to see. Come on now. It's through through faith and patience, right, that we gain that endurance, that we gain that stamina, th- these powerful, important things that we're going to have to have to when we get to the other thing, to the next thing in life, that thing we're believing God for. Be patient, be patient. We're able to be patient as we hold on to, to the Lord and seek him and, and and really get into his word. But what, how encouraging is that through faith and patience, I will inherit the promises of God. And you're like, what are the promises of God? Read that word, because there's a lot in there. There's a lot of amazing promises the Lord has. And then for those of you who may specifically have or have a specific word from the Lord, think about that. There's a reward for that, you guys. Think about, can any of you think of a time that you got off track and you didn't want to wait on something and you got tired in your flesh? I'm tired of this, I ain't doing this no more. I don't care. I can't take it, you get a little attitude. I've done it before, you get an attitude and then you wanna go take it into your own hands, well, guess what? You just delayed everything even more. You just made it harder. Don't do it. I've done it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. I'm telling you it's not worth it. There is so many amazing things that, that happen in that that middle part, you guys, that you'll look back on and, and you don't have to always look on, back on something and notice it. then you, there, it is possible to enjoy things in the process. And the Lord has been showing me that more and more and more. And I want you to grab that. It does not have to be miserable. It does not have to be sad. It does not have to be It's, it's super hard when you keep your eyes on Jesus and you say, you know what? I'm going to choose joy through this. I'm choosing joy and I'm going to be patient. And there's so much to be learned when you're in, when you have patience, you can learn so much. And that alone puts you ahead of the game and can put you ahead of a lot of other people. Um, Cause I always talk about, we, you know, everything is about to me, what I talk about the race of faith, we're running a race every single day. Let's run to win. Let's not just be running, run to win. And so how do you win? How do you get ahead of the game? As your patient, you're learning, you're learning and growing. Think about having a workout plan, and there's a whole process in between where you're starting to hitting some big goals. I tell people we have to set goals. You need to know where you're headed, but leave all that in, but leave all that up to me. I'm putting a plan together for you. I need you to just show up every day, and that's basically what the Lord is saying to you. Hear me on this, you guys. That's what the Lord's saying. Hey, we've talked. I put those desires in you. You've put me first. You're seeking me now. Trust me and just show up every day and do what I need you to do. That's what the Lord's asking. So in that you're to be patient. Y'all, that's a whole thing I could go off on. This is harder than I thought it would be. I thought I could get through this fast, but what was I thinking? All right. Number three. And by the way, I don't know if I kept saying eight steps because y'all it's, I'm pretty sure it's seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm gonna give you seven steps. If I come up with eight, I'll give you an eighth, but I think I kept saying, if I did say eight, I'm not sure it's from last week's teaching, but I have seven here. All right. Number three, put in the work when you don't feel like it. If you listen to me at all, that's my whole thing. I talk about this all the time. That's called discipline. All right. That's called discipline. Put in the work when you don't feel like it. Of course, that'll change your life because most people go by their what? Their feelings. So uh, maybe there is an order to this. I just didn't realize it. Because think about it. Number one, choose joy. We've already, you wake up, boom, you've made that decision. I'm choosing joy today. So we've, we've handled that. You already said, you know what? I'm choosing joy. I'm going to be patient too. I'm going to be patient. And now you're saying, I'm going to get up today and do what I don't feel like doing. That's powerful. I mean, seriously, think about the three things I just gave you. That alone has transformed your entire day before you step foot out your house. Think about that. Think about if you just apply that every single day to to wherever you are, whatever you're doing in life. Come on now, come on, that alone sets you apart. Do you know the majority of people just do everything based off how they feel? You know how many times I hear people say, I don't feel like it, I didn't feel like it. Y'all, you know, if I didn't do what I didn't feel like doing or did everything I felt like doing, that would be disastrous, okay? That would be a problem. What if you just feel like smacking somebody one day? I hope you're not going by how you feel. Or what if you're a mom responsible for your home and children and you don't feel like getting out of bed one day? I hope you don't stay in the bed all day. You see what I'm saying? Like, think about this. So make the decision. I'm getting up today. I'm going to do what it is I need to do. And how I help people in the whole, the whole thing with exercise is this. I'm like, you guys, it's all about just pushing through and doing what you don't feel like doing every single day. And, you, there isn't, you're not, and there are going to be days you don't want to, but really, eventually you get to a place that you actually look forward to it and you enjoy it. And then I teach more on how to fit things in a busy schedule. That's a different thing um, because then you have to get into some of that. So in every area of your life, you don't feel like reading the Bible. I don't care. Read it. Open it. Be disciplined. All right. And you get in that thing and you spend time with the Lord. And as you discipline yourself, which is doing what you don't feel like doing, You will reap great, great, great benefits and rewards from that. Come on. All right. My next favorite. Gosh, these are so good. Um, It's so funny I'm saying that because I put this together. Isn't that funny? I say that about workouts to clients. I'm like, gosh, this is so good. And they look at me like, really, Erica? Really? Because I put it together, which I think is really funny. All right. Only speak life. I didn't just say speak life. I didn't say confess. I didn't say confessions. I said only, only only write that down and highlight it a million times and I'm talking to me too you guys that's why I'm going on like this only speak life don't you let doubt come out of your mouth don't give it any time don't give it give it any energy the more I've prayed about this and asked the Lord to help me with this I almost get mad that the Holy Spirit checks me so quick when I do it because my flesh wants so badly to complain my flesh wants to talk about what somebody said to me, what somebody did to me, what's not going right in my life, how that didn't work out the way I wanted it to. My flesh feels like it just has to talk about it. It does. It's the craziest thing. That's why you got to take control of the flesh, man. It's crazy. And so it's like, we just want to, I just got to say it. Like, what's it going to do to say it? It's going to give life to an area you don't need to give life to. So confess the word only. Confess the word of God. Confess his promises. Confess what you want to see. We already know what's wrong. We already know or you already know what areas need to change in your life and what things need to get better. You already know that. So why not speak life? At least when you speak life, you're creating something different. Your your mouth creates. Words create. And the word of God is powerful. The Lord gave us that. So why not speak it? And you can start by just writing the things down you want to see. And even if there are things that are really bothering you or really difficult, write them down and then look at them and go back and say, nah, I'm speaking life to that. The word says this to that situation over there. The word says that, oh no, I know that's the devil right there saying that. So I'm saying this. And when you learn to live like that in every single area, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Even when you begin to feel symptoms in your body, even if the doctor gives you whatever report, we have that, that's down, cool, All right, here we go, but the word of God says, but God said, you understand, and and you can discipline yourself like that, that again, that becomes natural, that becomes what just rolls out out of your mouth, without you even thinking about it, no different than, I could have the craziest busy schedule in a day. And I just get the workout done because that's just part of my lifestyle is what I do. It's going to happen. You can live like this, you guys, you can live like this. And you live like this by every single day being disciplined in the day that you just take it one day at a time. Don't get all crazy and be all super specific with everything. It's not even necessary. It's a matter of getting up every day and saying, okay, today, this is what I got to do today. feet hit the floor, um, and you talk to the Lord. First thing, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I'll be glad in it. You you move along, go about your day. If you need to read the scripture about being patient and you can say through faith and patience, I will inherit the promises of God. Hallelujah. Right. That was number two. And the number three, put in the work when you don't feel like doing it. You're, you're like, hey, I'm gonna do what I don't feel like doing today. Praise God. And he's going to help me. Hallelujah. And then only speak in life. Well, guess what? You were kind of already doing all that. So speak life into the situation. Speak life specifically to things you're believing the God for, believing God for, and then into different areas of your life. All right. The next one. What was that? One, two, three, four, five. Read your Bible, pray, and exercise. Now, there's a reason why I group all that into one thing, because I personally, I approach life that way. I believe. Th- those three things are that important on the same level that they go together. And there's some people that make think that's crazy and that's cool, but that's what the Lord has shown me. Right. And so huh, reading your Bible every day, you guys, that, that just, that sets the tone for everything. And I, I, like I just said to you in the beginning of this podcast, when I read Hebrews 6, 12, or when I heard re- Hebrews six twelve the other day and then wrote it down, It hit me like it's, I I can't even explain it to you. And I've read it a million times or hundreds of times. I mean, and it hit me differently. I'm telling you, read your Bible. And not only are you getting the word in you for yourself, but you don't know who you're going to encounter that day that might need something that you got in you. And it's a word. It could be the very, I find that interacting with clients and helping people every single day. There's something that somebody else may need. And I got it out of the word this morning or whenever you read to get in your word, you got it. And you have it for them. Think outside of yourself. Stop thinking so small about just you. God wants to use you to reach people. To, 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 to do great things. Stop looking at yourself like you're small. Like you, you stop thinking so small. It's not about you. God blesses you tremendously along the way. But think outside of you. Think outside of you. And even it could be for your children or whatever that day. But And then what I find happens a lot is if I had a difficult time or stuff's happening and then I'm talking to someone else or encouraging someone else, I got so much in me. I didn't even know was in there. And that's encouraging. And it's from getting in that word and getting it in you because it will come out of you. What you put in you will come out and you got to be mindful of what you are putting in you. And then I said, pray. You spending time in prayer. Talk to the Lord. Something I learned to do. I think it's done it for so long. I don't even know when I started doing this. I talked to the Lord all day. I pray all the time. You can ask my daughter in the car or sometimes about, what'd you say, mom? I'm like, baby, I'm praying. You know, I'll pray with her in the car. We pray at home. I set aside time to pray. I walk around praying in the Holy Ghost. There's certain times I will just feel led to stop everything I'm doing and pray. I like to pace and pray and walk around. I'll do all that. But you need to make time to pray. You need to set aside that time. And don't make it some weird religious thing. Don't do that. I was talking to my mom about this this morning on the phone when I was walking. I was like, You know, we got to understand and I'm kind of, I'll touch on this really quickly because this would probably need to be a whole other teaching, but I was talking about weak prayers and I want to be careful by saying this because I don't want to deter you from praying because you're like, well, I don't know if I'm praying right or not. No, just, just pray. Talk to the Lord. Okay. But what I want to remind you of is as a believer, you carry an authority. We have power and what changes your prayer life is knowing what you carry. How do you know what you carry by reading your Bible? So that's how those things go together don't just read it i think i gave her an example i think i read like acts 1 8 and i read it so like nonchalant and casually and i said this is the problem with people they just read like that and don't even think about what they're reading and then when you understand what that means and you go back and read acts 1 8 again that's cr- like a crazy game changer it's like bombs explode i mean we're talking about power right and so think about reading something casually and then really reading it to understand and to get that down in you. You will walk different. You will talk different. You will approach life differently when you know who you are and what you carry. It's a, it's the authority, a believer's authority. There's a book you need to, there's a book called that. That's amazing. The believer's authority. Knowing what you carry is a game changer. Okay. But again, that's a whole other thing whole other teaching and then exercise. So putting th- those things together. So reading your Bible, praying, exercise and exercise in every single day. It can be, if you get up and go, what I start people out with, I tell every single person and hear me on this two days a week, give yourself at least 15, 20 minutes of exercise. That could be body weight exercise or strength training, whatever. And then three to four days a week, walking or doing cardio, anything like that, that you enjoy. That's where I tell people to start out. If you're currently doing nothing, Now, those numbers will look a little bit different. Um, If you have been doing it, I would say three strength training days a week and then three to four days of cardio or walking. And then those numbers can change from there. But again, you don't have to give more than 15, between 15, 30 minutes for this stuff. Um, And there's people I have just because of their daily schedules, life and what have you. I teach them how to knock stuff out in 10 minutes. But the reality is you're finding a way to get it done. And the Lord, I believe and I've seen he will help you more and more with that as you commit to that and work toward it. I mean, I've seen it too many times. The next thing where we at one, two, three, four, five, six is winning souls. Now I realized that I fell back on this a little bit and I realized that after listening to Pastor Rodney preach one day when he asked everybody, what what level are you at? And if you're not at a 10, you know, he didn't say it like this, but it's like, I feel like man, if you ain't at a 10, you need to check yourself. And I, I feel like the majority of a church should stand up for that because it's really like, you know, how many can say we're constantly at a 10 on fire, reaching people for Jesus. Now, some people might be listening to this and you are, and that's incredible. You know, that's incredible, but that needs to be the goal. Pastor Ryan said this so well last night when he was preaching, it was so good. You know, if you ever feel a little off or a little weird, or just things don't seem to be like going right. what like what's happening? Are you just receiving? And did you stop giving out? Did you stop giving out? You know, so in other words, Receiving As we read the Bible, learn the word, hear the stuff. And then as we encounter people, leading people to the Lord, stopping what we're doing and leading people to Jesus. And what I realized and, and I had to get a check with me on this is how foolish of me when people approach me day to day and I don't tell them about Jesus. What I mean by that is I was getting gas when this young guy came up to me asking for they're raising money for something. And it hit me so hard. It's like, Erica, stop everything you're doing. Tell them, yes, I'm gonna do that, but let me pray with you first. He came to me. So what I mean by like when people are or when people are coming and knocking at your door, and like before, when I went to open the door. I'm like, Erica, that's a soul. Like that's the easy. They're coming to you. Tell them, yeah, I, I want to hear what you got going on, but can I can I ask you a question real quick? And boom, you start praying with them. And there's and and when you raise your children up and stuff like this, and, and be so thankful for that because my daughter will check me too in a respectful way. And say, Mom, you need to pray with this person. You need to pray with that person. And so we got to stay on that, you guys. That's a game changer is winning souls. That's the whole point of being a Christian. It goes against our religion not to, right? Come on now. I mean, we're to lead people to Jesus. And then don't overthink it. I I, I heard this a lot in the beginning um, when people I knew knew I was in Bible school and soul winning and stuff like that. But people will question, how do you know people are saved and all this stuff? I'm like, who do you think you are? Like, we are to go out and share Christ as Christians, That's planting a seed i'm not i'm not god you want to play holy spirit and and do you if you trust the lord and the holy spirit you know something's going to happen there what if you prayed with somebody or what if you told somebody about the lord that day right and they were a total jerk to you but guess what because you planted something they haven't been able to sleep at night the lord's dealing with them they're tossing and turning and the lord is speaking to them and suddenly that 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 encounter that that or that meeting that time they had with you changes their entire life because they then have an encounter with God. They, why don't you think of that? Everybody's got to think so negative about stuff like get out of that. Just trust the Lord. Just do your part. Just do that. I hate the term "do you," but when it t- comes to this stuff, do you and that? Like do that <laughs> because I'm telling you that's where it's at. That's all the Lord needs us to do, you guys. It all comes down to being simple. It's simple. It is simple. The Lord didn't complicate anything. Exercise isn't complicated. Reading the Bible's not complicated. Praying's not complicated. You know, his word's not complicated. And if somebody ever tells you it is, I wouldn't be under that teaching. If somebody ever stands in front of you and they're like, Yeah, I read this, but that was confusing. I, I wouldn't listen to them. Just a little heads up. I'd be like, What? No. No, it's right there, you guys, for us. And it's and it's just doing what the word says to do. He who wins souls is what? Wise. Win souls. Share Christ with people. Don't get discouraged. Okay. And I still have moments where I have to push past. Again, it's a lot of pushing past the flesh. I get nervous. You, you worry about what somebody's going to say, this, that, and the other. Those things still come. No doubt those things still come. But push past that. Again, know what you carry. And the more you stay in your word and you read and you pray, what I've witnessed is that that helps you in all those areas because you you then have a boldness you then have the word in you you know what the word of God says you know what you're working with you know what you carry and therefore that changes all of those things amen all right I finally made it to the last one and this is one of my absolute favorites because I am so big on discipline I'm gonna close with this you guys I'll try my best not to take forever my absolute favorite thing to talk about you ready never compromise never compromise. That's how I would set set off, um, kind of close all this out. And that's what sets all this off a hundred percent. As far as the daily habits to change your life. At the end of the day, you can never, ever compromise and you need to get that down and you write it down, write it down. So I refuse to compromise. I refuse to give in I refuse to quit I refuse to fall back on the Word of God speak those things every single day I like what Pastor Ryan said last night I refuse to be offended I needed to hear that because there were some different things that have happened And then it was stressing me out so bad it could ruin a whole day. And I'm like, oh my God, I called an offense. What the heck? There's no, that's such a waste of time. It's the bait of Satan. There's a book by John Bevere called the bait of Satan. It's excellent. Go read it. I need to pull it out and read it again. Okay. The bait of, that's all it is. And the devil can use offense to take you out and it can kind of creep in y'all. It can creep in when you think you're good and everything's good. It can creep in. All right. So never, I don't know how I got off on that, but anyways, never compromise Don't give in. This goes back. Go back to the beginning of that list here as I close, okay? Be patient. Be patient. Do not grow weary in well-doing because in due season you shall what? You shall reap if you faint not. There's so many times. There's so many times I felt like. God, I'm growing weary. Like, I don't know how much longer I can push in this area or I can go in that area. And in my in my in my mind, in my thinking, like as I would talk out loud to the Lord, I would want to say, and maybe at times I've said, Lord, I'm tired. And before I could even get tired out, before I could even get that whole word out of my mouth, what so quickly jumped up in my spirit was do not grow weary. And what I would say is, No, Lord, I will not grow weary in well doing, because in due season I will reap if I faint not. And then, and then the next thing I know, all these other scriptures are coming out of me as I talk to the Lord. And what does that come from you guys? The daily habits I'm telling you, that'll change your life. That comes from me doing what? Reading my Bible, speaking live, praying. You see how all those things work together. I didn't give you or tell you anything that was complicated today nothing i told you was complicated you take these things i told you and you write them down you read them every single day and each day you just apply them to your life don't overthink it don't make it complicated it doesn't have to be complicated god didn't make things that way just like exercise is not complicated and i'll give you a quick analogy there to finish here so when i say never compromise don't look for an easy way out in life or in exercise I I can't tell you how many people I I get started with that are coming to me because they've tried everything else and it never worked. They were the people that tried 15 different things. And because you tried 15 different things that were supposed to do all these amazing things in 30 days, they didn't. And now you're like, okay, what do I need to do? I'm like, you need to do this and be patient and trust me, trust the process and do what I tell you to do every single day. And it's going to take a while, but just trust me. And you know what? I feel like that's what the Lord's saying to a lot of people, even to me, you know, and it doesn't always have to take forever. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about in life because fitness stuff, it it does take time. That's another, another teaching for another day. That does take time. Um, But I feel like that's what the Lord's saying to us. Just trust me. Just trust me. Just hold my hand. I got you. I got you. That's what I say to my clients. I'm like for the, for the people that do actually trust me and, and say, you know what? I'm going to trust you and I'm going to do this. And those people that grab hold of my hand and what I have for them, they flourish. They flourish. They might get an attitude along the way. I aggravate them a little bit along the way. They might not talk to me here and there along the way, but they don't completely give up. They don't completely leave. They don't completely go anywhere and they'll come back and they'll let out their frustrations and then they'll be happy with me. And then they talk to me. And then along the way, they're getting results. Like, wait a second. Things, things are changing. Wait a second. I feel better. Oh my gosh, this happened. That happened. And then six months, 12 months down the road, they look back. Well, wow, I'm a, I'm a whole new person. You guys, that's what it is as we walk with the Lord. That's what it's like when we walk with him. And that, that's what I want you to see today. It's never worth compromising. Don't you dare fall back into the things that you used to do and, and, and allow things to pull you away from the Lord. And if you're listening to this and you have done that, don't you dare think, well, forget it. Forget it. I did that. I fell back. I, I I shouldn't have done that. Forget it. I guess I'm too. No, you come back to the Lord and you refuse to compromise again. Amen. You refuse to do it. You say, no, I'm not going to do that again. Devil, you came in. I gave in that time. I'm not going to do it again because you asked the Lord to forgive you. You repent. You repent of your sin and you turn from it. And then at that point, depending upon what you've fallen into, you got to check some things in your life. Where did you let something in? What's going on? Are you you in a good church? Do you have accountability in your life? What kind of friends do you have? What kind of places are you going to? You can kind of check all those areas. and And that might sound like a lot I just said, but it's really not. You clean those things up in your life and it makes it way easier, you guys. I promise you. I promise you. It makes it so much easier to stay on track and to not fall off into sin when you kind of check those boxes of the things I just mentioned, all right? And I I really would love to get into this a little bit more. I, I, I just, I love this whole thing. Um, I love talking about this stuff, but it's 30 minutes. And if if you're still listening, God bless you. I, I thank you because I love doing this. And if you're listening to me, thank you. I really appreciate it. And I pray this has blessed you. Share this with other people. You guys share this. It is it's the basic things. It's the simple things that God uses to completely change and transform our lives. And I pray today, Father, that this this podcast impacts people. To turn things around, to turn to you, to put you first, Lord, and that they grab a hold of you and then they then can grab that assignment from you and take off and do great and mighty things and have major impact on this earth before you return in Jesus name. And I thank you for that. I thank you for that, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen, 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 amen. I want to read this really quick before I hop off here. This was what I wrote under the post, the list I had of the points I just taught on today and then I'll hop off here. Consistency is your most powerful tool. Choosing a good attitude while waiting is possible when staying full of the word. What you do daily determines the outcome of your life. Don't forget that, you guys. What you do daily determines the outcome of your life. If you don't like where you are spiritually, physically, or personally, take inventory. Use the weapon of your words to work for you and follow it with actions. Do you know the best way to be set apart? Is to never compromise. These daily habits will completely transform your life. Take a one day at a time approach. Always keep God first and never quit. Compare a day of no word and no exercise to a day with both, and you will feel like a different person. The second key that will set you apart, consistently doing what you don't feel like doing. Master this and get ready to live a fulfilled life walking in your purpose. And I'll say this to close your words followed by action will determine your life. Come on, you guys, let's go. I want to see you win. You got this. You can have a great life. You have the power of that in your hands and even in your mouth. All right. So apply this stuff today, guys. I love you all. And I'll be back on here next week. Hey guys, what's up? It's Erica here with the Work of Art podcast. I'm excited to be back on here this week. I want to go ahead and jump right into this and then encourage you to go back and listen to some of the previous podcasts if you have not done that yet. Please do so. Um two of the last ones I've done I think can help you tremendously. Last one I did was 7 Daily Steps to Transform Your Life. If you haven't listened to that, go check that out and then previous to that, eight steps to start your health and fitness journey. Um, and those can benefit you and help you a lot. And then if you know some of that stuff or you think you do, they're excellent reminders. Cause we all also need to be reminded, right? I mean, always, but I want to jump into this today being that we are in September and I want to talk about, you know, how to finish the year strong. I'm big on, um, going into the year already in motion to the things you want to see. Not, I'm not a new year's, um, setting goals kind of person. I like to do stuff on like a birthday. I think that's a good time because for your life, it's, it's good to look back where you've been, what you accomplished now, what you want to see in this next year. So what I want to talk to you about today, um, are the four steps, the four things that you'll need uh, to finish the year strong. All right. Because I want to see you walking in God's best for your life. I want to see you stepping into everything that God has for you. And a lot of times, you know, those, 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 what i call simple things uh get overlooked some a lot of times i find that people are going so far uh how do i say this without it sounding bad to the it's it's good to be spiritual because we are and we'll talk about that today but to just so spiritual about everything that there's not like action day to day actual like action that you need to do daily using your brain that God gave you okay so we're going to talk about that today and please take notes if you can and don't miss this because I really 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 want to help you so number one number one is to set goals you need to you have to you must set goals think of it like this if you do not have a goal in place how are you going to know where you're headed? Have you ever heard that before? I know I've probably said it on here a few times. A goal without a plan is just a wish. You know, what are you aiming for? If you have no target in mind, you know, when I sit down with clients because I'm a personal trainer, we, we go over goals. And then my job is part of what their investment is for me is mapping out a plan to reach those goals that, you know, there's practical steps that you need to get in the habit of taking in every area of life. If you're someone who you know, I don't know why I keep feeling to go back to this. So I'll just go with this, but you know, you got a word or you're like, okay, this was promised. This was said. And now you're just sitting back waiting for something to happen. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. And that's how you're going to miss things in your life and and, and not be where you're supposed to be. So you must, you must set goals. And in setting goals again, it, it, it gives you a a direction. (laughs) You need direction. You need to, you know, to know where you're headed. So one of the things I learned many, many years ago, with setting goals and you can keep this very simple they teach this in business we apply this in fitness you can use it in every area of life always remember this it's very simple set smart goals s-m-a-r-t smart goals and i'm gonna go over this quickly so s and smart the s being specific your goals need to be very specific if it is your weight loss and fitness goals if it's your ministry goals if it's your financial goals if it's your business goals be very specific next is measurable Measurable. Give yourself something that it will challenge you, but it can be done. Okay, a measurable goal. And look, that can go big when you, you know, speaking of being spiritual and knowing the Lord and walking with him, we, we go big because we know it's not us in our own strength. Our help comes from the Lord, right? So we come alongside. He comes alongside us. And so much more can happen when we put our faith in him, but it does require action on our part. So you want to set measurable goals. I say you should put that... Um, with where your faith's at as far as if someone were to ask me "Well, what's measurable where's your faith at um that's something to think about and I'll tell you this if if um to kind of look at the fitness side for a second if you're someone and this is why I say you need to invest in a professional because it will help you if you're trying to set your own fitness goals don't set goals that are just going to discourage you okay they need to be attainable which is the next word that i'm going for sma attainable they need to be attainable something that can be done but again you got to think about it this way attainable as in let's say it like this because here's what i think if there's anyone because this just came to me it's funny i was not thinking about any of this in my notes but now i'm thinking about this um when we say attainable do not if you're someone who knows the lord and you know you move by faith you're saying well how could you list a goal that's attainable listen if you're putting in the effort and you're making a plan god's gonna come alongside that thing he can breathe on and give him something to work with so again i would say that's where you set your faith but again be realistic so i'm getting ahead of myself here so it's specific measurable attainable realistic and timely so if you take a sheet of paper down And you set goals. That's how you do it. Write out smart. So you've got specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And that is your starting point. That is your starting point always to set goals and setting goals in every single area. And you keep it simple. It doesn't have to be. It's not a complicated thing because once you start doing that, you'll begin to brainstorm. And then it, it, it makes everything so much easier, I promise you. And again, you're giving the Lord something to breathe upon rather than just sitting there thinking things are going to happen without you doing anything because that's not how it works. Number two, create a plan. Like I said earlier, a goal without a plan is a wish. So to get somewhere, you need to know where you're headed and how you're going to get there. So number one, we've set our goals, right? We've set our goals. We've been very specific with it. They're measurable. It's attainable. It's realistic and they're timely. So now based upon that, we create a plan. Okay, what is our plan? What is our plan? How are we going to go about taking action? And you create a plan. That is what I do when I sit down and meet with clients. I create plan for them so i I find out what their goals are i see where our starting point is i look at their schedules i look at their lifestyle i look at everything that's going on and then i come in and based upon those things create a plan all right because that's how you're going to know how to take on each day how to take on each week and how to take on each month because you have a plan in place and that keeps you very solid and on point i mean and again those things can change be okay with them changing but you're doing your part. You're doing your part. You're giving God something to work with. You know, each week I have a plan for work. I know what I'm going to do for work every day. I have my things listed out. I come in ready for the week. I even, let me look right here. I even write down, um, I always have a to-do list. I have a call list. I keep an email list, um, things to purchase and pay list. And then I set down, we, I put down weekly goals. Um, I do that every week. I do that for each month and then I break it down week by week. And then that way I know what I'm looking at for the week, you know, and then that gives I just believe it's it's just like the. it's the easiest way to set yourself up for success. Like I'm literally never going to come on here and have some new thing that you've never heard before. No, what I'm going to always talk about is consistency. It's literally learning how to implement these simple steps every single day. In every single area, you know, don't, don't skip these things or think, or think these things don't matter, you know, because they do. And once you get this down, you will naturally do that day to day. You'll naturally do that every single day without even having to think about it. So once a plan's created, then someone knows how to move. So then what do you do? Number three is you execute the plan. So once your plan's in place, you've got to take action and you got to be and stay in motion, right? You got to stay in motion. You got to be moving to get somewhere. So you execute that plan. So each day that you get up, you're doing something that's going to get you closer to whatever that goal is. Okay. So whatever that is you're planning for, I'm going to use fitness a lot, a lot as an example, cause that's, that's what I do on a daily basis, but whatever it is, if it's, if it's something in your business that you're that you're working toward if you're working toward getting a location or you're working toward your business is really expanding so you're preparing for growth and you've got to make some changes ask yourself every single day am I executing the plan when you at the end of your day look back and say did I do things today to get me closer to where I want to be by the end of this year and ask yourself that in every single area in every single area And number four, the final point today is be consistent. I'm sure I've already said that a few times, but be consistent. Nothing can be accomplished without consistency because consistency is key. That is key. You have to follow all those other things I just said with consistency, because if you don't, they won't happen, right? So just like someone can meet with me and we set goals and then I create a plan and then they begin to execute the plan, right? Well, guess what? Then they start to fall off and then they're not doing it. They might do it one day here, another week there. Now they're down to maybe once a month. Well guess what? You were not consistent. You're leaving out step number four. So therefore you are not going to get to where you're headed. And even if you do, it's going to take forever, right? So a lot of times people think, and I've been guilty of this in the past with other things, thinking oh my gosh, you know, poor me. Why am I? Why is this going on? Why is this happening? Why is this taking so long? But really, really, you need to look in the mirror and take inventory because the problem isn't anything, but maybe you and what you're doing. Come on. Nobody likes to hear that. Nobody likes to say that. So you got to take inventory on where you're at with what you're doing. So think about it like this. Planning and preparing is the key. That's key But think, think of, and I've said this, I know I said, I feel like I said this recently on one of the teachings, think of getting on the road with no map, right? And no map, no destination in mind. You might have a destination in mind, but you got no, you don't know how to get there. So there'd be what, what would you have a lot of wasted time? You'd end up in places that you were never supposed to go. How often can any of us say we've done that before, man, I look back and you know, that probably shouldn't happen or I wasn't supposed to be there. Well, why is that? Think about that take a hard look at your personal spiritual and physical life and you gotta be intentional in every single area and you can finish this year strong and that's how you do it you can keep yourself in every church meeting where you're hearing what the word is this year and it is the year of breakthroughs and turnarounds and it's, it's very uh, a very significant time right as uh, some of you may know for women in business and in ministry and all this and all these things can be true but if you aren't doing your part how do you think that's going to come to pass in your life how how, how do you think that's going to work how, how is that going to work how how would and i'll just give the analogy i always do how is someone going to reach their fitness goals if they're not following their exercise plan if they're not eating properly if they're not working out if they're not doing those things they need to do on a consistent basis guess what it's not going to happen and it's no different in any other area of your life so i come here today to teach this to encourage you not to shoot you down not for you to say man well i just haven't kept up nothing there's no point in me doing this you know i don't know how i'm going to do this no this is for you to say wait a second i can do this i can do this what's today september 13th you have plenty of time between now and the end of the year to see significant change in whatever area you desire to see that change in your life plenty of time and you start by doing the things I listed today. I'm gonna go over those four steps one more time. Number one, set goals and remember smart. Keep that in your mind That That'll Just make it easy anytime you're sitting down to write out what you need to do. Remember smart, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Number two, create a plan. Number three, execute the plan. And number four, be consistent. And if I don't say nothing else ever, I will always just say be consistent because consistency is key. Someone can be great at something or something can be so wonderful. But if it's only happening, you know, once a month or or hardly ever, nothing's going to come of it. Nothing's going to come of it, you know, and don't grow weary. I have to add that in there. Don't grow weary in well-doing because in due season you shall reap if you faint not. That's the word of God, you know, and then I always, this is my thing. Anytime you feel tempted to just grow weary and to just fall off and say, forget it. Let me ask you a question. What else is there? Like, What else is there? There's there's nothing else out there. So just always just be in pursuit of, of the Lord number one and those the, the things you have set before you to do and stay focused. You cannot get distracted because with distraction comes deception and that's how people get taken out. And then if you think you were frustrated before with how slow things were moving, well, my goodness, it's not going to get any better when you decide to take that route. I can promise you that. So don't do it don't do it. I know sometimes you might get frustrated. I know sometimes you might feel impatient and you just want to quit and you feel like things aren't going your way. That's what the devil wants you to think. But when you put these four things in place, you're not going to fail you're not going to fail. And if, if you begin to grow weary, confess the word of God, always have scripture to stand on because that's, what's going to carry you. Confess those things, confess those things. I know I talked I had to have talked about that in one of the last podcasts, I think is like what we're saying, what we're saying is so important. That's been the biggest game changer for my life. You know, there are people that are, are close to me and they, they've known of some things that have been going on in just some difficult situations and then they don't understand like, um, how, how are you happy? Like, is that just fake? Is that just what I, like people? And this is more so coming from, um, people who don't necessarily know the, the Lord in that way or understand the joy or any of that. And I'm like, you know, because I, I, I keep my eyes on Jesus, like it, it makes things a whole heck of a lot easier. And that's not like phony. That's not fake or being weird. It's, it's real. That's our portion. We have access to that every single day. Stay focused. Stay focused because with distraction will come deception. And then that's where you'll get taken out. Don't allow yourself to go down that road. And if you're someone who's listening to this and you have and you feel like, oh, my gosh, I, I can relate to everything she's saying. I get it. But I, I took a bad turn. I, I fell back into sin or I'm doing things I know I shouldn't be doing. Well, guess what? It's not too late. Let let today be the day that you say, no, what? no, I'm turning my back on sin. I'm turning my back on the things of this world and I'm turning to Jesus. And you repent and turn from those things. Ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins. Ask him into your heart and then he'll help you. But your part is to walk these things out every single day. Cut the excuses. Another thing I say all the time, cut the excuses. It's a waste of your energy, your breath, your time. It's a bunch of crap don't do it don't make excuses it's not gonna help you if you're gonna say anything speak the word and if you can't say that don't say nothing else if it's not anything that's getting you toward where you're headed don't let it come out of your mouth don't let it come out of your mouth and and i really um that's something with myself i started focusing on more and more i had to step back and take inventory on what's coming out of my mouth what am i saying what am i saying and I, i posted something today that I just thought of, I said, get really good at doing what you don't feel like doing. And then I just said, exercise is an excellent area to learn how to gain discipline that impacts all areas of your life. But if you can nail that down, which goes hand in hand with being consistent, I'm telling you, you will be unstoppable. You'll be set apart. You'll be set apart. And I don't know about you, but that's the desire. That's my desire is to be set apart to be used by God. Well, what else is there to do in these last days, you guys? Set yourself up to be used of him. Keep yourself pure and holy and focused on what it is you're to do. And I'm telling you, your whole life will completely transform, completely. You gotta take inventory on what you're letting in your life. You know, what kind of people are you letting in your life? Is, is, is are, excuse me, the people around you helping you get closer to where you wanna go or is it pulling you away? One easy way to look at it is, are the people I have close in my life, you know, keeping me closer to God or pulling me away from the things of God, helping me toward my goals or keeping me from my goals? Because I can promise you, if you've had a word from the Lord and you know, deep down in your heart, things that you're supposed to do for him and for the kingdom of God before he comes back and you're around things or people that are taking you away from that. And you've turned from that. You, my friend are off track and you need to refocus and turn from those things and turn back to the Lord. And it is not too late. He can redeem the time. Don't even think about all that because the enemy will come in and lie to you like that. Don't even entertain any lie of hell. You focus on Jesus and keep yourself in that word. And just like I said, break it down. And I'll close with this. Break it down and and keep it as simple as saying, number one, I'm going to set goals. I'm going to create a plan. I'm going to execute the plan and I'm going to be consistent. And I promise you when you do it. And it is that simple. When you do that, you will begin to see things in your life completely transform. But here's the key. You have to do that on a daily basis. Okay. You have to do that on a daily basis. And, and that's that's just how it's done. I mean, I can't, like I said, there's no there's no new special thing. I'm not going to come on and say, you guys, I've got the key. You've never heard this. And this is the best thing out. Nah, this is actually this simple. And the Lord told me a few years ago to go back to the basics, because so many people have pulled away from that. And so many people are trying to come up with like the next best thing and all this. You guys, there is no next best thing. It's this stuff works. It's the simplicity of a thing. And people are using, I almost think that's being used as an excuse. You know, no, it's as simple as reading the word. It's as simple as standing on scripture. It's as simple as confessing his word and it's as simple as staying consistent every single day. And I know you can do this. I know you can do it. I want you to start with that today. So if that's not something you've done, I want you to sit down today and think about now. It's September 13th into the end of the year. What do you want to see take place in your life? And think big. Go big. Don't go small because we serve, we serve a big God. So you're not in this by yourself. He's helping you even if you think you're by yourself, you're not. Trust me, you're not. You sit down, you set goals for between now to the end of this year. You create a plan for those goals. You execute that plan. You start as soon as tomorrow, each day. Okay, what am I going to do today to get me closer to that goal? And then you're going to remain consistent. You're going to stay consistent Come on, you can do this. Get that done today and watch what the Lord will do. Give him something, give him something to breathe on and watch him move in your life. Come on, amen. I want to see you guys thrive. I want to see you stepping into everything that God has for you because each and every one of you are needed. Every single person is needed and there's people that need what you have. Okay, so stay focused, stay consistent, you guys, and thank you all for listening and I'll be back on here next week.